What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 32 of Podcast Derailed. I'm Don Oliveira. Uh, with me this week, I have Mike Heritage, as always. Hello, Mike. Uh, how's it going, Mike? Pretty good. How about you? I'm good. I just had a large mug of tea, and I feel great! I got Tim Noons with us. Don. Hey! Glad you feel great. I'm excited. Tell me uh, about it. Last week, I was kind of down, and now I'm kind of up. Hot. And uh, we've got the one and only Chili. <laughs> hey Chili, guys. Chili UK from PSU Forms. Ben Schillabier Hall. Uh, how's it going, Chili? Not too bad, and you? I'm great, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, like I said, I am up. Hot. Hot. Picks or it didn't happen. Picks. Uh, I choose picks. I choose it did not. I choose it never happened. You guys, uh, the land of PlayStation has been a land of play. <laughs> the land of dragons. <laughs> that has been a land of dragons. It's uh, it's been rocked. It's recently been shaken up by a uh, metaphorical earthquake. And do you know what that earthquake is? Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, I guess. I guess there was like a big Grand Theft Auto uh, <laughs> But uh, no, not Grand Theft Auto Five. Well, are you ready? No. Ready. I can't. Blow my socks off. I fucking hold hold on to your socks because they're about to fucking. What's the game's name? God damn it! Fucking, what's it called? Kyle review. Oh, Zero Escape Virtues Last Reward has hit the PlayStation Vita. Okay, apparently this game's awesome. But we'll talk more about that later. Um, you guys want to just jump it right into news? We've got a lot. Yeah, let's go for it. All right, yeah, let's go. Lots to cover. Oh, do we, Ben? Yeah, we do. Oh, do we? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, it will. I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, can we? Can I just, before we get on to news, it was, a, it was an awesome uh, podcast derailed um, tradition, but I used to, used to talk about the games that were coming out on, on this week this week on PlayStation, the feature that kind of disappeared. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so this week on PlayStation is in my head. You guys want to know what came out this week? What's that? Sure. Let's go for it. Um, uh, Little Big Planet Karting. I don't know why I did that in a Japanese accent because it's made by actually it's made Mitchell, by Uber, so Mitchell Big Planet. That's terribly racist, Tim. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, uh, I hate myself. Only two PS3 releases are uh, LBP Karting and NASCAR the Game. Okay, NASCAR the Game Inside Life. That's amazing. Just in case you were confused that the NASCAR. Uh, product you were buying at the store was the actual sport. Uh, they clarified that it's the game. So, on PSN, we've got Vic- When Vikings Attack! Um, that's a game. And then we've got Vanquish, Portal 2, uh, Absolute Supercars, and PID. Uh, PID is a creative, stylish, retro-flavored platforming adventure created and designed to turn everything you know about 2D gameplay upside down. You play as a young boy that gets stranded on an old remote planet, and he must fight off a variety of malicious robots bent on stopping him. Okay, we've also got Toe Jam and Earl. Way. <laughs> that, that wasn't very upside, upside down at all. <laughs> uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, we spoke about that on last episode, I think, and uh, two of the four members here are very excited for it, correct? Yeah. yeah. I thought that this was going to be part of Sega's vintage collection. Or whatever they call it, uh, which is usually a five dollar game discounted to one dollar on PlayStation Plus. Uh, I've been buying them all except for this one because this is five bucks a pop. Correct? They have two. They have two up on the store. Yeah, they have Toe Jam and Earl and Toe Jam and Earl in Panic on 
Funkotron. Funkotron, yeah. And um, so, Mike, you said you really like Panic on <clears throat> Funkotron, but uh, yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Were these games like was was one? I heard that one was really good and two wasn't so good. That's interesting because I heard the opposite. Because I, <laughs> which is really weird. I only played number two. This is going back. Oh God. To about 1995, I think, and I really, really enjoyed it. It was, if anything, it was one of the most challenging games I played at that time. Anyway, I never actually got around to playing the first one, but it's um, digging around again. It seems that they're both quite highly regarded among fans, retro fans, anyway. Okay. So, Mike, just because I'm an asshole, I'm I'm, I'm about to do this to you. Uh, you said that the game came out in 1995, right? And it was the hardest game you played that year, right? Uh, no, that that's when I that's when I played it in. Oh, right. Okay, Mike. Yeah. What about Suikoden? Huh? What about Chrono Trigger? <laughs> what about Mortal Kombat 3 Earthbound? Legend of Sword and Fairy. I don't know what that is, but I read it off the wiki page. Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Huh? Rayman the Original Destruction Derby. That piece of shit game. How about Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Kong Quest? All right, Mike. So. Watch out before you talk, man. <laughs> podcast he doesn't play discuss. a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm actually legitimately curious about what you have to say about the game because I'm um, thinking of buying them, so sorry for derailing you there. Um, <laughs> is it really hard? I found it to be quite hard, but then again... Yeah, and I how about Tokyo and Earl? <laughs> How's that? <laughs> you have to ask Chili about the first one. The first one isn't that hard, but it's a completely different game to the second one. Yeah. Um, the second one's platforming. The first one's top down. Yeah. The first one is quite hard because you've got well, you get presents which give you random abilities, but you've got no idea what they are until you open them. So they could hurt you instead. Hmm. It's wow. kind of like a girl's pants. Um, <laughs> so other than that, as for demos, we've got uh, Disney's Epic Mickey Two, Pid. As for minis, we've got Enchanted Cavern, Game of the Year 2012, and I'm sorry, Enchanted Cavern, I don't know what you are, so that's very unfair to me. Um, PlayStation 2 Classic, well, come on, really classic? Rygar, The Legendary Adventure. Um, do you guys remember Rygar? No. I don't. Yeah, nope. The dude with the shield, that's all I can say, because that's what the cover art's telling me. Um, <laughs> so, on to news. Uh, I guess I'll read news. Guys, guess what? 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 Just take a guess. Just go crazy and guess. Um, the next generation of consoles is going to be run by <laughs> hamsters. I stole it. What's up? <laughs> um, DMC, Devil May Cry, Sparta Edition has been detailed. Uh, Capcom will Next up is Final Fantasy Typo. No. <laughs> Uh, Capcom. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, a Son of Sparta edition in the upcoming hack and slash adventure DMC. That's according to the scoop from All Games Beta, which uncovered details and packaging art for the bundle. Apparently, it'll be exclusive to Europe, and that's where I stopped hey. this new story. <laughs> this is the America versus uh, Britain episode of the podcast. This is pretty much a podcast derailed Assassin's Creed edition. Um, <laughs> it's, Who are the Templars? Call it. Uh, uh, I uh, Doug. <laughs> Doug Bishop would be a Templar. Other than that, I guess uh, we we need a mole, right? So who would be a good mole Templar? Uh, Matt Rasp, <laughs> still working behind the scenes. And uh, other than Matt Rasp, there's Matt Rasp, Doug Bishop, and <laughs> Ben Shillabier Hall. God damn it, Chili, you're on the podcast and you're a Templar. <laughs> How does it feel? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, you should have just ended there. The Sun of Spider edition includes a special packaging, a copy of the game, Dante's Necklace, plus additional in-game content in the shape of the Samurai Puck. Um, DMC is out on January 2013. Uh, blue, 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 blue. So, you got a Dante necklace. Dante wears a necklace? Dante wears a necklace in this game. That's what you get. And I think it's pretty cool, except that then you're going to go to PAX or E3 and then everybody's going to be wearing the necklace and you're going to want to just <laughs> seppuku in your room. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I'm into DMC. I'm really into this game specifically. I've always been into Delmi Cry. I think this game is what the series needs. As much as people were hating on this new Dante, I'm a big fan. We've already covered this. Yada yada yada. I'm upset that this is only coming to Europe. What do you guys think? Go. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird that it's only coming out in Europe, but I'm sure you guys are bound to get one uh, special edition as well. That's usually what happens, isn't it? In it. Um, yeah. How much is this one anyway? Does it say? Does not say. Oh, okay. um let me just verify no it doesn't say we've only got the um the, the all games beta only got like a basically like a, the amazon picture with the bundle all oh, right okay cool yeah I'll no, about 60 quid then probably from what it sounds like yeah that sounds about right yeah but i i echo don's comments though i'm looking forward to it i am looking forward to it uh with the samurai pack you get uh character perk uh transforms dante's shotgun scythe and axe into samurai devastators Okay, and you'll also get a free upgrade. You also get free upgrade points to instantly upgrade weapons, combos, or purchase items from the beginning of the game. <coughs> so pay to win. Uh, Easy mode. Yeah, pretty Unlocked. Much. Hey, you're a big fan. Let's just cheese you through this game. Speaking of being a cheesy game, no, I'm kidding. This will offend a lot of people. Final Fantasy Type O, Type Zero, localization is now up in the air, meaning that in a recent interview with GameSpot, Final Fantasy Type O scenario director Hajime Tabata revealed that Square Enix was taking a clean slate with Final Fantasy Type O's localization outside of Japan. He cited this was due to market reasons, quote, market reasons. Before you throw away any dreams of playing Typo, however, uh, Tabata, Tabata also added that, quote, we feel strongly about bringing this title to the fans in North America and Europe, so if an opportunity arises, that can become a conclusive factor. We are prepared to go into consideration right away. So you guys know more about this than I do. I asked you about this off air. This Final Fantasy Type O uh, was released on PSP in Japan, correct? Yeah, yep, right. that's right. Yep. Never released in North America and Europe, and now they're thinking of up-resing it and bringing it to the Vita, right? They've been talking about it for years, but yeah. nothing's yeah. actually happened. Yeah, the first thing they would do is redo it for the uh, localize it for uh, PSP, but it's it is a potential thing that they could uh, bring it to the Vita instead. Uh, it would be more advisable to bring it to the Vita over here because okay. PSP is pretty much dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Uh, I think it'd be a strong <clears throat> title for the Vita having a Final Fantasy come out. Um, that's exactly what the thing needs. But uh, let's be honest. Square is talking about maybe doing this now, right now, in t- in November 2012. Square is talking about maybe doing it now. What does that actually mean? Remember, this is Squaresoft. This is Square Enix, right there. We'll get a confirmation of it potentially happening in 2014. Whatever yeah, Sony's much. next portable device is on that. <laughs> maybe it'll come out as a as a PSP classic for 59.99 in the future. Snap. Oh, snap. Did you know they actually renamed it to Type Zero because they were thinking about making it a, a second um, series of games? Yeah, there was going to be Type 1, Type 2, Type 3. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Yeah. It, it was, wasn't, it originally, wasn't it originally um, a Gito? A Gato. A Gato, yeah. That's it. Yeah, oh, that's what Type Zero is. A Gito. 
Yeah. Yeah, Zito. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's why I was confused. There was there were there were three of them back in the day. Uh, I don't remember which one. There was like a mobile phone one, uh, a Zito. Wait, wasn't Ajito part of the Fabula Nova Crystallis? Yep. Yeah. All so, of them were. Never happened. Yeah, it was originally, but they sort of pulled out of it. It still got parts of the story from it, but it's not classified anymore, I don't think. Okay, good job, Square. Um, <laughs> the, I, I like when you guys do that, when you drop the facts. <laughs> Speaking of facts, oh, I'll bring it up later. Um, but... Do you know anything else about those uh, those PSP games? How did they perform in Japan? Specifically Type-O, Type-Zero. I think it did pretty well. One. Yeah, at the end of that post, they said that it's the uh, number 10 game that made Japanese gamers cry, so it's probably a big deal over there. Number 10 game that made Japanese gamers cry. Yep. Yep. Huh. Hmm. I have no response to that. I, I just I don't even know what to say. I do, however, have a Final Fantasy fact for you. In the summer of 2004, I'm sorry, in the summer of 2004 Olympics, the United States synchronized swimming team of Alison Bartosik and Anna Kozlova performed to the songs and Liberi Fatali from Final Fantasy VIII. Their performance won them the bronze medal. How badass is that? That is awesome. That's pretty cool. The song won them the bronze. Evils. I remember that intro. Uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, you ready for another one? At the beginning of Final Fantasy, I'm not reading that one because it's about tactics advanced. Um, I'm just not. Okay, many people still have no idea how Cloud's legendary buster sword sticks to his back. But if you look at his initial design, it shows there is a metal magnet held by his pant straps to, that keep his sword in place. That keeps his sword in place. Okay. Uh, I think you're thinking about it too much. It's like, how does, how does, <laughs> okay, Max Payne is a bad example because he actually carries. Where does Snake hide his bazooka? Yeah, yeah so where's <laughs> Snake's finger missile shit? Uh, what I'm worried about is what would happen if he took his sword out to fight someone in a, a metal-placed area? Would he just go flying backwards? <laughs> Only if the walls are magnetic. Well, if there's a rail. Well, no, dude. If if the walls are made of metal, if he's in like a steel complex like yeah. Shinra or whatever, then he like would just be stuck to the fucking wall, and then Ares would be forced to blow him. Maybe Barrett. Who knows? I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. So, so are you saying? <laughs> so are you saying that not, it wasn't his belt that was magnetic, but the sword is? No, the, the there was there was like a there was like a a magnet on his back. That's what it was saying. There was a magnet on his back that the sword would just stick to. Oh, okay. No sexual innuendos there, Tim. Sorry. Uh, CCP <laughs> Games, you guys know them for creating Dust 514, uh, a game that's still currently in beta. Uh, according to CCP uh, Games executive David Reed, um, Dust 514 will be in beta until 2013, he told Eurogamer. Um, in the interview, Reed mentions that the game has an incredibly daunting feel to it for new players, which is true. I can. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. can say that's yep. my opinion is true and that it takes too long for users to uh, acclimate fully to the game uh, the biggest issue with the game is the ability for new players to comprehend exactly what to do once in the game uh, but rest assured though that CCP Games is determined to make the final release product the best it can be thanks for that beautiful write up Tim uh, quote Woo. this is what CCP says mm-hmm. quote you should expect to see some rough edges uh, some things not working so well other recent console betas have tended to be working launch demos uh, we're doing something 
unprecedented here, and we want to get everything right before we join those two worlds. Now, I totally agree with these guys, and I freaking love that they're doing this. Massive respect to CCP Games for thinking up some crazy idea for a game, some crazy concepts, and then having the beta that's actually a beta. Unlike Assassin's Creed, where it's like, hey guys, the beta is going to come out, and that really, at the end of the day, will not affect the ship date of this game. And pretty much it's just a demo, so have fun. Uh, this is actually, like, we're learning from it. Kind of like PlayStation All-Stars, actually. You know how you know a beta is legit? And I just said legit, Tim. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm going to find the nearest window and say goodbye. <laughs> Tim hates that word. Um, so everybody, send it to me on Twitter for fun. I dare you. I'm just kidding. Uh, do you know how I know that... You know how you want to know if a beta is legitimate or not? When there are phases. Like, oh, it, the beta is online now, and it's not online anymore. Oh, the PlayStation All-Stars beta will be available for one week. That's because for that week, there will be employees at Superbot actually doing work and gathering data from the beta. Whereas, let's say a beta that lasts you know, for four months, that's kind of just them being like, hey, use our servers. Meh. But um, I'm, I'm cool with this. I mean, the game being in beta until 2013 only just means that they're still trying to figure out how to make it work. And we need more devs like that, I think. Because CCP has been floating on a mountain of cash they made from EVE. And uh, they're one of the only companies that can kind of say, hey, we're going to take six years or seven years to make this insane game. Um, and you're not going to see anything about it until we're done. And, you know, they, they released the beta. I think that's really cool. And um hats off to them it sucks that we won't be having dust 514 anytime soon but you know what at the end of the day we already have too many things to play Uh, i'm sure all of you can agree with that and yeah you know knowing that this game is spending more time in the oven just makes me happy right no that's good man i agree with you yeah we've had too many games come out that aren't ready Two, two, (coughs) skyrim game of the year yeah skyrim game of the year and 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 you know i'm sure it's an amazing game but Every single person I talk to says that Assassin's Creed 3 was buggy as all hell. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah, that's quite Even, a with, has bugs, yeah. Even with the day one patch, it's still a lot of errors in it. You know, and that's sad because what if the game had an extra four or five months? Would it be like, you know... I suppose every... it had three years already, supposedly. Yes. Well, geez, you know... It yeah, had... it did, yeah. Three yep. years. Well, the... three years now, I think, is the lowest end of uh, like development time. I think it's getting to be that point now. Because I remember uh, way back in the day where, like, four years was the amount of time it took for games to uh, come out, and that was for, like, PS2, and, you know. Now they have more people working on them now, but three years is less less time than it was for older games. Three years is... You're right, man. Three years is still quite a bit, but they're, like, a lot of games are on... Like, look look at some of the most successful games, for example, the Call of Duty games, right? So Infinity Ward and Treyarch have those games on a two-year cycle which um, isn't much. And sometimes there are games made in a year. Obviously, these are some, like, sometimes they're indie games. Sometimes indie games take, like, six years to come out. But look at um, Black Ops 2 Declassified for the Vita. Mm-hmm. We can only speculate that that game has been in development for, like, less than nine months uh, because they don't... The, the team is so small, they don't have... Uh, they, they weren't working on this game... They had the full team working on Resistance Burning Skies, basically. And yeah. that game came out in what, March? No, it was yeah. a bit later than that. But later, wasn't it? It, it was, I think it was about May, okay. April, May. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, right, because the Vita came out in March. Correct? No, the Vita came out in February, right. February 22nd. February, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so, look, they had, and Black Ops 2, the classified, is coming out date and date, and date with Black Ops 2, so that's November 13th that's like a little over half a year 
that they're pumping out a game, you know, the, of the caliber. It says Call of Duty on it, for fuck's sake, you know? Like, that's... It's just so alarming. Um, we see a game like Assassin's Creed come out, and it, oh, it had three years, and everybody's talking about how buggy this game was. What happens when Black Ops 2 Declassified comes out? Like, what what is it going to be? Is it going to be, like, a, a, a dot .e... Like, is it going to be, like, a, a menu, for, like, a DOS menu? That you just scroll down, oh, launch, launch level six, slash, 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 black slash, Hitler's Revenge, dot exe. Well, I don't mean to be that guy, but I just got done watching a video right before uh, the podcast started, and it, it looks pretty... Like uh, it looks pretty good, uh, you know. It, it doesn't have the the, the issues that uh, what the hell is it called? Burning Skies had, like, you know, pretty Burning Skies. Even though I I enjoyed it, and it, you know, it was fairly generic. It doesn't look that like cookie cutter. It has like XP going on at all times. You get XP for doing everything, as far as I saw in the whole thing. So um, it looks pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if this is like an official video, but somebody put it up on YouTube. So that's cool. I, I hope because if that game's good, then that's good news for. But wait, wait, wait. Nihilistic didn't they kind of. Um, didn't they shut down? Didn't they like yeah. the doors? Yeah. <clears throat> no, they're. Yeah, they're so going now going towards. Through. They're going towards uh, digital content after that uh, declassified. What does that say to you? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. If anything, I really want to know what that says to the declassified title. Okay, well, what what does that say for like? What does that say for them? The, the game hasn't even come out yet, but they know that they're out of this game. What if the game is so successful that they want a sequel, Black Ops, Black Ops Declassified Two, or whatever, another Call of Duty shooter? Uh, they're completely ruling that out. Is the game really that bad before it comes out that they just say, all right, screw it. You know, send these Vita dev kits back. We're just making foam games. That's really sad. Um, anyway. uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Sony's uh, uh, endorsing uh, nihilistic games to be like a, a sort of like representative, the first one to do it so that the next one comes in with this template and then makes it better. Not like necessarily makes it better because it's that bad, but, you know, like but improves what, on it. That's what Burning Skies was, though. That was yeah. Burning Skies was the proof of concept, and, and Call of Duty Black Ops 2 should have been, the, you know, the the highlight. Like, it should have been the Uncharted 2 to the Uncharted 1 or whatever. That's a bad example because the Uncharted 1 was awesome. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm just, I, you know, with the dev cycle that short, it's just, it's nice to see that there are still some companies that really care. And, you know, they're keeping the game in beta until 2013. And what's most interesting about Dust 5 and 4 is that it's free to play. Uh, CCP has the balls to make that game free to play. And... In a recent uh, in a recent interview with Savat Yaril, CEO of Crytek, he said that the PlayStation, the next PlayStation, might be the key console due to being free to play. Um, he said that. Wait. <coughs> Comments come following Sony's decision to offer SingStar as a free to play title, as well as embracing Dust 514, the MMO FPS from developer CCP Games. For yearly, this makes this marks the beginning of something special for play, the PlayStation brand, proving that Sony continues to go down the free to play path. Uh, he says, "Quote: Sony making that game is a great step forward." And he's talking about Dust 514, and they should be applauded. If Sony embraces free to play as a major way for PlayStation, that could be a key console. Uh, he told MCV. So. Um, I can totally agree with that. Well, you know, a couple like months ago or so, uh, probably a little bit longer than that, there was the rumor or the speculation that like even Guild Wars Two could come to the PlayStation. And you know, if if titles like that come out, you know, you have like the shooters. You know, they, if they have the, there are plenty of games that are free to play, and they're available to everybody. You know, if you have those kind of venues on your console, people are gonna want to come there simply because they don't cost that much to play, and they have the full like online experience. So I, I use. I think he's onto something. You know, on. yeah, he is onto something. And you want to know like another 
another reason why what he's saying can be totally legitimate. <laughs> um, all yes. I got to say to him is League of Legends. Dude. League of Legends has – listen, they have tournaments that they're like paying people millions of dollars. Like, oh, you won this tournament. Here's a million dollars. And yep. then there's like some studios that like are totally going under because like, oh, we messed a million dollar mark. <laughs> We're closing our doors. But anyways, League of Legends, Riot Games has, has made – has proven that free-to-play oh. games can not only be profitable but stupid profitable to the point where they're just paying out millions of bank to like people who win their tournaments. Like I can only – Imagine. I'd love to see like a quarterly, like end of the fiscal year, oh, how much Riot God. makes. Jesus. Right. Jesus. And I can, I can only imagine at this point with them like being such a bombshell hit so fast. I can't even imagine that like you know Blizzard or even Activision itself isn't looking at it and going, "What are they doing?" Yeah. Well, they are right. Blizzard is releasing uh, Blizzard All Stars, and Valve is like, "Holy shit, we got to get on that." Uh, they made Dota two free to play, and uh, I'm honestly really excited for Dota two. I think if any company can uh dethrone league of legends right now it's valve and they're backed by ice frog the guy that made the original dota mod for warcraft 3 yeah so they got him working in-house and you know there's a long story to that goes behind that but i'm i find myself extremely excited to play dota 2 uh when it comes out this is a playstation podcast by the way (laughs) so i hope so free to play whatever we're talking about developers bring it to the playstation i hope dota 2 one day makes its way to playstation sorry chili uh what were you gonna say by the way, as long as people realize that it's supposed to be free-to-play, there are some games coming out recently that have the free-to-play model, but actually still cost you money to purchase in the first place. Like what? Like Assassin's Creed 3, the multiplayer. You can either play the multiplayer or pay <coughs> by credits to unlock stuff before you should have to. Like free-to-play does, where you can either, you know, either play it like normal free or you know, buy extra stuff. Pay pay to win, basically. Yeah, pretty much. But you can do that with the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed 3. You can lock all the the level 50 abilities at level 1 as long as you pay the money. That's so dirty. That makes me so mad. That makes me so mad. I don't even want to talk to you guys about how mad that makes me. That makes me want to go on a big rant against Ubisoft. But I won't do that because we've already talked. You didn't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Either way, I would say as long as companies realize that free-to-play means free-to-play and not pay to pay pay to win you know yeah exactly. or just pay to pay hey guys <laughs> pay to play or pay to win or pay to pay um you guys send us an email at podcast at psu.com tell us what you think about this whole uh free to play movement this whole pay to win movement uh do you think it's okay that ubisoft can be like you can get all the level 50 perks immediately because not even call of duty does that and when call of duty doesn't do that do you mean that there's <laughs> that means that there's some some minute amount of like respect for players there but i'm sorry because i know how crazy i've played uh brotherhood multiplayer and a little bit of revelations multiplayer and i know how crazy those last few skills are towards level 50 um oh, yeah. and having that off the bat i'm sorry that's just broken that's just because 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 some dude paid listen listen it's it's bad enough having that in single player games like for example need for speed uh, or even Dead Space. You start Dead Space and you can you can have these microtransactions where you have these badass guns from the start. That's wrong. That's just wrong. It ruins the experience. If you're an asshole that's going to want to do that, hey, more power to you. Pay the money and have the game ruined for you. But um, that's single player. Bringing that over into multiplayer, that's just wrong. It's wrong! You know, at the same time, though, you know, I've seen some multiplayer bonuses that are like, get another, like, skin or some shit that's pointless you know and there's really no middle ground you know because ah they should simply i don't i don't know i can't really suggest anything because i kind of hate both of them and no. i don't think about it I, we just but, said we're not going to talk about it we just talked about it and we're not going to talk about it oh okay whatever you guys want some really good news <laughs> yes go for it 
Uh, I'll save it for the end. I'll save it for the end. Because I, I want to end on a high note. Um, more bad news. <laughs> Metro Last Light <laughs> Metro Last Light, and South Park have been delayed by THQ. Uh, the president of THQ has confirmed delays for Company of Heroes 2, Metro Last Light, and South Park, The Stick of Truth. Jason Rubin confirmed during the publisher's Q2 2013 uh uh, what is it? The, the what's the, what are those call, conference calls? What are those one and, earnings one calls? Answer. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Uh, that all three games need a little more time. Like Sorry. Physical or physical, something like that. It. Let's yeah. get physical. Uh, all three <laughs> games needed a little more time in the oven in order to reach the high quality standard expected of them. As such, Company of Heroes 2 and Metro Last Night will now be released in March 2013, while South Park, originally pegged for a March 5th, 2013 launch, will now be released in early uh, fiscal year 2014. Uh, oh, wow. Jason, this could be 2013 because right, right. it ends in 2013, so... Yeah, so, I think it's April to June or something like that. And yeah. it's it's usually usually publishers uh, when they say you know fiscal year 2014, it means that it's going to come out right at the beginning of that fiscal year. Um, so as soon as 2013 is over, then they'll start investing and and you know try to get like a huge sales spike right at the beginning of fiscal year 14 because it looks good for investors. Um, so Jason Rubis says, quote. When I joined THQ, the company made a public comment, com- commitment sorry, to quality titles. We always expected that in some cases this would mean that more time would be needed to make sure that every title has the highest possible quality. Our fourth quarter releases are the first titles that I have had time to materially impact. Uh, and experience told me that the games needed additional development time to be market ready. Now, Jason Rubin is co-founder of Naughty Dog, so he clearly knows what the fuck he's doing, so listen to him, THQ, when he says that South Park needs to be delayed. Uh, I'm down with this. Jason Rubin, you're badass. Thumbs up. Delay some games at THQ. Keep that company alive. Word up. Drop the mic. Don't walk out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do do you guys agree with that? Are, Are you saddened by these delays, or...? No, not at all. As we were saying about, you know, when you've got games like Assassin's Creed 3, which have clearly been rushed, it's nice to actually see someone who's saying, you know, no, we've got to give it more time in the oven to deliver a quality experience. So I'm all for that. You know, in 20 years, they'll probably make a documentary uh, how THQ was saved. And it'll be like, this company was going under because they're so retarded. And but they have a few few key studios under them, like Volition, the guys that make Saints Row, uh, yeah. Vigil, the guys that make... Um, Darksiders, they have a few key studios, but they just couldn't market themselves properly, and they they went under. And then the awesome knot of awesome knots. <laughs> okay, I don't know why I said awesome knot, but <laughs> the awesome bastard that is Jason Rubin. I guess he's not a bastard. I hope he has parents or a father specifically. <laughs> but anyway, the co-founder of Naughty Dog joins THQ and saves them, um, kind of like Noah did with all those animals in that bullshit story. But, um, oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I just kind of sorry. Awesome. Should I delete that? Should I, should I edit that out? Nope. All right, um, <laughs> god, I'm so so like my oh, today's nope. crazy for me, guys. I, I keep stuttering and jumping over my words. Tim, listen, why don't you just <laughs> that's a really good question, Don? I really don't know. <laughs> I've always wondered why I don't just, but damn, I just can't just not. (laughs) Quote, additionally, in light of the aforementioned marketplace changes, even if completed, I would not have the extra time dedicated to polish, to the polish needed to make them shine in this competitive environment. The resulting two-month delay on each title is almost de minimis by game industry standards, says Ruben. 
Um, de minimis is a really cool word. <laughs> I want to use that. D D E space minimis. So thanks, Jason Rubin. You've improved my writing. Um, <laughs> guys, shit's getting crazy on this podcast. Like I know we get off topic, but this is ridiculous today. Um, <laughs> You know, actually, when we were talking about Assassin's Creed, it would have been a really good time to segue into the Assassin's Creed anthology that's been revealed. <laughs> that was the laziest segue ever. Ubisoft is planning to release an Assassin's Creed anthology box set. Online retail- retailer Amazon.Francais has revealed. Uh, when the bundle, while the bundle has yet to receive an official announcement, Ubisoft did confirm to Eurogamer today that the anthology is indeed the real deal. Now, Mike, you wrote this article. <clears throat> Why don't you tell us a bit about what this anthology is all about? Yeah, it's basically all five console Assassin's, uh, Assassin's Creed games. So that's Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, and 3. But you also get all the DLC as well. And I'm pretty sure the um, Assassin's Creed 3 comes with the uh, season pass or something. At least I think so. But right. um, yeah, it's um, it's pretty pricey though, isn't it? What's wait, it? It? wait! You almost what? ruined the reveal. Listeners are so <laughs> curious. So, listeners, okay. you ask... Oh, Assassin's Creed 3 to be included in a new compilation? Isn't that game $60? Well, yes, it is, listeners. Assassin's Creed 1, 2, 3, Brotherhood, uh, Revelations, and that's all. (laughs) I've been included in this anthology. Wait, I've got a question first. Where is Assassin's Creed Bloodlines and Assassin's Creed Liberation? Hmm? Hmm? Those would have been extra uh, add-ins for the PS3 version. Ubisoft to be like, yo, buy the PS3 version. Um, Yeah, I... I think they just couldn't be bothered to um, upscale them, I'm guessing. Well, upscale bloodlines anyway. I mean, a Liberation would have been an obvious inclusion. I think, oh, no, I, just... I mean Vita pack-ins. Like, they, they're they Vita games. Like, vouchers to download them onto your Vita. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, that would have been a good idea, actually. A bloody yeah. good idea, yeah. Sure. I think that's a, that's a bit of a shame, that is. Do you know what else is a shame, Mike? The what? fucking price tag on this thing. Oh, oh what God. is it, Don? Amazon.fr says that it costs 150 euros. Now that translates roughly to that translates roughly to almost like what 300 American dollars. No, it's uh, not that bad. It's that, that bad, bad, Tim. It's there. that bad. Okay, so I'm what is check. it like 270? I'm gonna check. All right, do it right now. I say 270. It's about 280, I think. Oh shit! Ben Shibley Hall drops the mic. 190 dollars. <laughs> 190 dollars. I said 200. Wait, 190 dollars. Yeah, doll I said hairs. 300. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not double. Look, it's $200 and you're only getting Assassin's Creed 3 and some other old games, okay? You're getting five <laughs> you're getting five lithographs or as amazon.fr says, cinq lithographies exclusives. No, no, I'm doing this in French. You guys ready? Um, yeah. Here, what does this pack include? Incarné un assassin en 1900. Oh, no, I'm not even doing that. Uh, sorry guys. Uh, but it includes some other stuff like um, all the DLC, like Mike said, some lithograms. It cl- includes uh, lithographs. Sorry, it includes a steel case for the all the games. Uh, season pass. Uh, too expensive. Okay. I think I died inside from that French talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, if you disagree or agree with that price, remember you can always write us in podcast.psu.com tell us what you think about 200 bones for all the assassin's creed games uh minus the psp and vita ones uh, i think it's too crazy i think well, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for the start of the price that would be a really sweet um deal for someone to get oh yeah into series just like really? the god of war uh collection was the god of war collection is like yeah. five games for 60 bucks oh yeah the mass effect yeah, trilogy good. is going to be three games three long ass games for 60 bucks right and if yeah. if this was all 
five oh, games in all DLC. Okay, so Assassin's Creed 3 currently being sold for 60 bucks. Uh, season Pass is what, 30 bucks? How much is Season Pass? You guys know? 30 bucks. 30 bucks? Yeah. 30 bucks. So if they had sold this bundle for $100, that would have been awesome. Oh, my God. Listen, sell Assassin's Creed 1, 2. Look, you gave Assassin's Creed 1 away for free with Revelations, I think, or Brotherhood, whatever. Revelations. Not, yeah. You're, sorry, Ubisoft. You're not making any money on Assassin's Creed 1, so don't even try. Assassin's Creed 2, nobody's buying that anymore because people would rather buy either Brotherhood or Revelations. Brotherhood probably sells... It's on plus, if rightly, for free exactly, anyway. Exactly. So listen, just $10 more. Give them the extra four games. They're old games anyways. Uh, and if for a hundred bucks, you guys would be making a lot of cash. No, I'm sorry. Charging people two hundred dollars to order this shit. You know what? The worst part is people like Michael still do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part. Michael, now is it? <laughs> Did, does it show I'm fired up in this episode? No. No, thanks. Last episode, I was kind of really down and just kind of I was getting out of like being a little sick. But this episode, I'm kind of just I'm really pissed off. And unfortunately, Ubisoft and Capcom are my usual targets. And today I'm just fucking ripping into them. <laughs> you didn't get any sleep last time. That was a problem, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you might want to take this time to start telling everybody about your motivation. <laughs> get some endorsement on the tea that you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's crystal meth all right it's crystal meth. I, I i thought that mango diablo was just a ridiculous thing for people to believe um no seriously i drank a mango diablo thing uh tea and um mango diablo this, crack this episode is sponsored by david um, did you have it with doritos sorry did you have it with some doritos i took a picture with a bunch of halo themed stuff what what about it I wish, I wish I was Zuckily. He's already offended. Um, he's already offended. <laughs> uh, go on. You want me to go on? Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> J- JFK, I'd hate it. <laughs> Let's get this podcast back on track, please. Mike, that's usually your job. Um, uh, what's Mike? the next news story? Okay, thanks, Mike. Uh, that's a good segue, guys. <laughs> What's the next news news story? Um, The next news story is written by Adam Diggity Dodge. Bid farewell to PlayStation, the official magazine. Circulation will end soon. Guess what, guys? PlayStation, the official magazine, is shutting down, and the last issue is slated for a 2012 holiday issue. Publisher Future US confirmed the news today, earlier today being November 6th, being on Tuesday. Um, But earlier in the year, Future US also announced that it was stopping production of Nintendo Power. While there are no further comments at at this time, it's not a stretch to imagine the publication was facing a drop in financing and decreased readership, as is the case with many print publications. We'll keep you posted with any other news. That's an article quote. So, uh, what do you guys think about that? PlayStation, OPM, gone. That's um, that's pretty sad because at the end of the day, it means people are losing their jobs. Didn't this already happen, though? We had one closed down beforehand, but then another opened up. Yeah, exactly. And they switched over. To future, right? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah um, and now this is happening again. I, I can only hope that this isn't the end, especially the staff at, at, at LPM. I hope they're, they're okay. Yeah. Especially um, this time of year as well, near Christmas. It's not what you want to have, um, have happen. Definitely. So uh, our salutations to those guys. Well, they'll have a holiday issue, so they'll still have a job for maybe a week. Sorry. I wonder if it's the UK one as well, though, because it only states the USA official magazine. True. Yeah, there's been no news on the UK one yet from what I've been reading. Well, you know what, Mike and Chili, Tim and I hope that the UK one gets shut down too. 
Uh, uh, take me oh, out of that. Thanks. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> You're not that guy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I hope as many people uh, keep their jobs as possible. And and I know that uh, that magazine is fun to read. Uh, so I hope it's okay. I hope they're okay. I hope they find yeah, jobs. Definitely. Nice. I wish they would have released information on their at least their digital side because you know if if last resort they could always you know I guess minimize and then go to a digital form. But uh, you know I, I'm not in charge of the thing. But speaking of digital, Tim. Uh, Sony has unveiled the October 2012 U.S. PSN charts, basically the sales. Well, it's not only U.S., Mike Heritage, thank you very much. It's all of America, North America, uh, which includes Canada. Uh, represent. Uh, Sony Computer Entertainment America has published its monthly list of best-selling titles on PlayStation Network. Telltale Games has reason to celebrate with the latest episode of The Walking Dead titled Around Every Corner, topping the chart for PSN, PS3 full games, followed by Sonic Adventure 2 and Infamous Festival of Blood. On the PS Vita front, Retro City Rampage came out on top, beating out Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation and PS Vita version of Little Big Planet, or Little Big Planet PS Vita. Is that really what it's called? Little Big Planet PS Vita? Yeah. Yep. Isn't it Little Big Planet Vita? Uh... That's what it says it? on my cover, anyway. Little Big Planet Vita or Little Big Planet Pia's Vita? Well, I'm going to go grab it. Ooh. You know what else you could grab? Oh, yeah. What can I grab, Don? While you're there, uh, if you got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. No. <laughs> no, all right. How about Little Big Planet on the Vita? I have it. And? <laughs> I don't know where it is. I'm falling apart. So, <laughs> this is Terrible oh. Radio uh, Call of Duty PS Modern Vita, Warfare 3. Yeah, it is PS Vita. Damn. Oh, shit. It says PS on it? Yeah, it's PS, Vita. PS, suck my boobs, Sony. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 continued to drum up interest on the PS3 add-ons front with Final Fa- Final Assault, while Grand Theft Auto 3 stole the limelight on the PS2 Classics chart. Now, uh, let's do the top 20 full PS3 games. Are you ready? Guys, I'm going to do this with record speed, and I'm going to probably trip over all my words thanks to this caffeine, but are you ready? Alright. Go for it. Walking Dead episode 4 around every corner, Sonic episode 2, Infamous Festival, but NBA 2K13, Red Evil 6, The Honored, uh, Tokyo Jungle, Assassin's Creed 3, Ghostbusters, Sanctum, Assign, The Unfinished One, Walking Dead episode 3, Long Road Ahead, Doom 3, BFG Edition, The Walking Dead episode 1, A New Day, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, Retro City, Rampage, Alkami, HD, Borderlands 2, FIFA 15, Soccer, Amy, and Pro Skater, Tony Hawk's HD, that game. I Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. Tony Skater's Pro Hawk Tony Skater's Pro Hawk. I needed some air. Um, blah, blah, blah. Top 10 video games. Retro City, Rampage, Assassin's Creed, Liberation, Little Big Planet, PS Vita, Ragnarok, Odyssey, New Little King Story, Plants vs. Zombies, PS Vita. No. It's called Plants vs. Zombies, PS Vita. Why not just call it Vita, goddamn? <laughs> Sunflowers, Tales from Space, Mutant Bob's Attack. That game's awesome. Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Need for Speed Most Wanted, Top 5 PS3 add-ons, Call of Duty, Borderlands, 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 Call of Duty. No, Walking Dead, sorry. Top 5 PS2 Classics, Grand Theft Auto 3, Odin Sphere, Shimigami Tensei, Harvest Moon, Instant Life. Um, wait, those are two different. Hold on. Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life Special Edition. That's fourth. And fifth is Innocent Life, A Futuristic Harvest Moon Special Edition. <laughs> All right. So top Next five. Be a special Life, A Futuristic <laughs> Harvest Edition. <laughs> uh, top five PS1 classics. Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil 2, Final Fantasy Woo! 9, Final Fantasy VIII, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis Mike. Keep it in your fucking pants. <laughs> no, no, Mike, do what you want. I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> Top five PSP games. Corpse Party, uh, Final Fantasy III, Monster Hunter Freedom really? Unite. Yeah, I know. GTA Vice City Stories, The City of 12, Duodecim, Final Fantasy, Ooh. Top five PS Minis. Guys, I think I'm about to have a brain fucking aneurysm. Really? Final Fantasy III? Uh, dude, that should have been first, IMO. Top dude. five PS Minis. Listen, listen. I'm not down with Square Enix keeping that shit for so long on the DS and not having released it on... Um, I'm also not down with them double dipping and releasing Final Fantasy 3, the sprite version uh, that I played. No, wait. Wait. No, wait. This is the first time. 
But it's released on... Yeah, top five PS minis, Angry Birds, The Impossible Game, Monopoly, Zombie Racers, and Alien Zombie Death. So congratulations, Sony, and to all of the aforementioned games and their respective developers. You guys made the top charts. You guys rock. You know who doesn't rock? Who? Jesse Divininch, analyst with EDAR, <laughs> because he said that GTA could potentially sell a whopping 25 million copies in its first year on the market. Uh, speaking during an interview with NowGamer, Divin Inch also dismissed any concerns over the game's release window, which is targeted at spring 2013. Uh, he said, quote, I have little concerns about when it is released. Uh, he continued that GTA 4 already proved to the market that even in, in an April release, which has historically been avoided by the industry, can support a 20 million plus title. Whether April, June, or even winter, I'd expect GTA File to sell upwards of 25 million copy in its first, 25 million copies in its first 12 months. Now, did GTA 4 really sell 20 million fucking units in its first year? Because that's insane! Uh, I, don't I don't think it was in a year, was it? I thought that was more like after a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Three, Come three on, years 20 million units? Jesus, not even Call of Duty does that. Mm. Um, no, I don't think it's sold in the same year. It can't. Yeah. It couldn't have been. 25 million. This analyst is fired. I've just fired him. 25 million units in a year is just insane. We're not ready for that's, that. That's crazy, yeah. 25 Maybe million. Maybe they put a wrong decimal point and they meant 2.5 million. <laughs> I, I think it'll sell 2.5 million. No, this isn't NASA. <laughs> oh. Um, guys, 25 is an important number. You want to know why? Yeah, it's how old I am. It's not how only old how I old am. you are, Tim, and yeah. how old you are, Chili. It's also how old <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4 will be soon. Uh, Konami looks set to release a special edition of the 25th anniversary edition of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. That's at least according to UK online retailers Zavi and Shop2, which Mike and Chili will probably know because Tim and I are like, what the fuck? Uh, which lists <laughs> which list stealth action title for release on PlayStation 3 on November 30th, 2012. It's listed for 19.99 euros on Shop2, but Zavi prices it significantly higher at 37.45 euros. Zavi makes me sad. Zavi makes me confused, so I guess this game will be released for forty dollars or thirty dollars whenever it comes out in uh, real land. <laughs> Sorry, real uh, land. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, that that that's I don't have a better name for it. You guys have Dragonland, and this is what real land, I guess. Um, <laughs> Nonfiction. <laughs> no official word from Konami has been issued yet, but we imagine we'll hear something soon. Now, you guys, what do you think will be? Let's speculate. What's in the Metal Gear Solid Four Guns of the Patriots Tactical Espionage Action 25th Anniversary Edition? Trophies! <laughs> trophies out the box, yo! I did not I mean, have trophies actually, there's a to a glitch. <laughs> no Metal Gear Online. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Like, that's true. <laughs> no, I'd love if they included it. If it was still in the menu so you could click on it and it's like <laughs> double fuck you. Like double middle fingers up. Listen, guys, I'm the only person that's swearing on this podcast. Unacceptable. Mike, swear right now. Bugger. <laughs> no no not british swearing like real no, swearing in real land real land swearing <laughs> fuck you oh my god mike so vulgar chilly 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 your turn um oh shit <laughs> yo he had to think about that one he was like oh, he's so british that he had to think about swearing and he's like that's the worst thing i can say right now oh crap shit uh tim your turn <laughs> That's the dog's bollocks. No, that's a good thing. Ball. No, no. Fuck. Just, just go. Just, 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 just say it. Just Tim, deep inside you. What do you want to say? Just get it out. Just deep inside me. 
Wow. Derailed podcast ever. <laughs> you wanted me to swear. So swear, swear. I, I swore like three times. Just swear to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, Batman. <laughs> um, Tim yes, swear. Batman. Okay. Oh god. I'm gonna swear. I'm gonna talk about this for a second. What really grinds my fucking gears is the fact that this game is only announced in UK. I don't live in UK, so I can't get it. Okay, come on. This cannot only be coming out in the UK. I'm sick and tired of hearing this only in UK bullshit because Tim We like we like games too, bro. Yeah, and Tim <laughs> listen, don't forget where Tim lives. He lives in the United fucking States of America. All he's gotta do is call up Obama and be like, Hey yo, Obama, send the nuke to them <laughs> bastards. Yo, we'll fix our problems, Obama. Fix our problems. Nuke that shit so they don't get games before us. <laughs> but then they'll never get it, and they'll never come over here because they won't be like successful over there, you know. Whatever. But it's okay. Everybody knows people from UK can survive a nuke because they fly on dragons. Anyways, uh, we gave Metal Gear Solid Four a ten on ten. Mike Haradance reviewed it, and he got all the money from Konami. Uh, you got Metal Gear Solid Four. I did. I did. I was well proud. Oh, of that. I'm super jealous. Yeah, for sure. That was one of my first reviews for PSU, I think. That's awesome, man. So yeah, jealous man. about that. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think it'll be included in this collection? Oh, I hope they, uh, there's bound to be some kind of um, swag given away, I would have thought. I mean, it's a 25th anniversary edition. I don't know. At least a soundtrack, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah soundtrack. soundtrack yeah. art book. Well, right, the soundtrack already came with. Uh, yeah, the limited edition. You guys want yeah, to. Right. Can I, can I spell this out for you? I'm going to get it. Let's put a bet. Podcast derailed, episode 32. Um, Don Oliveira completely 100 predict, 100% predicts everything included in the 25th anniversary. It will have Metal Gear Solid for the game. It also has a poster in it. I know that for sure. Oh, shit. It has a poster. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. It's, it's a full, like, Yoji Shinkawa poster, so it's not one of those, like, awesome. game pictures. Awesome. I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. Uh, it'll have a dynamic theme. It'll have the soundtrack and the behind-the-scenes video included in the limited edition. Basically, everything from the limited edition, uh, just without that snazzy box. Uh, what if it has a like a cinema a cinematic version, like in uh, Snake Eater, where you can watch all the videos without playing the game? I can see that. Happen. What if it has a .dot gif image file of Mike performing Goatsy? <laughs> I would buy five of them. Oh my god. I would buy them and then sell them and then buy them right back from the people I sold them to and say, fuck you, GameStop. So anyways. Oh my <laughs> I get it. You sold games at GameStop. <laughs> 25th anniversary. I'm down for that. Um, you know, it's been long enough that I don't mind that they double dip. I'm happy that the game is as awesome as it is. Like I said, it got a 10 on 10 from PSU.com. So um, mm-hmm. I'll just buy it again. I can't buy it enough. Wow. Guys, real talk. Mike. Off topic, real talk. Um, I think I'll buy it again as well. Nice. Yeah, says the guy who freaking... Uh, the day of Borderlands 2 getting released, I'm kind of just all depressed on Twitter being like, oh, I wasn't able to get a, a loot chest. And then fucking Chili is like, oh, man, that sucks. You weren't able to get a loot chest? Check this out. He sends me a picture of two of them. <laughs> two of them, because the dude has two of them. And he's, uh, and he's like, oh, I just bought one for a friend. That's not you. Thanks a lot, Chili. um so i mean tim are you gonna buy it 25th anniversary metal gear uh take off the question mark okay and then remove r tim tim you're gonna buy it 25th anniversary metal gear what i meant to say was reword it 
Place <laughs> flip U and R. Make it U and R. Make it U R. R Tim, you gonna buy it? <laughs> Tim, you are going to buy it. Metal Gear 25th anniversary. I'm not. No way, nay, kidding. No, damn it. Holy shit. What's happening to this podcast? What is going on right now? There is without a doubt that there is no way that I will not not be buying this thing. Or use a double negative. Next news story slash segue. Um, Skyrim DLC is, quote, close to PS3. <laughs> Statement. <laughs> Drop the mic. Uh... Okay, so uh, in the words of our own Kyle Prawl, the trials and tribulations for gamers who remain loyal to PlayStation 3 version of The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim are well documented. Persistent frame rate issues, nasty bugs galore, and the systematic failure of developer Bethesda Game Studios to bring the first two expansions, Dawnguard and Hearthfire, Hearthfire to yeah. Sony's console have made the PS3 port something of an industry's laughing stock. Big progress. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kyle, working for the PlayStation site, telling it how it is. Vague progress. That's a really long lead-in. Yeah, I know, right? Vague progress updates uh, have made the situation seem all but hopeless. But now it seems that PlayStation 3 players might yet receive Dawn God, Hearthfire, and other DLC after all. The statement is bold, but backed by a tweet from Bethesda Game Studios earlier this evening. <coughs> quote. You buy this? Sorry, carry on. No, I want to hear your quote, Ben, my son. Uh, only when you buy this new shiny Game of the Year edition of Skyrim. Were you trying to use a British accent for that, or did it come naturally? <laughs> it just comes naturally. That's what she said. To update... <laughs> <laughs> to update, we're also close on a new Skyrim content for PS3 and PC, said the studio. <laughs> it's, yeah, whatever. It's certainly not not much to go on, but close <laughs> is better, th- better than, this is not a problem we're confident we can solve, a quote that's distressed the PlayStation Nation back in August. Uh, for most things and all things Skyrim, head back to PSU.com and read all of our articles, even the ones that aren't about Skyrim, and give us all the hits. Um, that was via Game Informer, by the way, so... Uh, coming to PS3 soon. What do you think? I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. 2014. I think we should get a discount for waiting so long, though. Nope. E- nope, we'll pay double. I promise. Chili, everything you just said makes complete sense. <laughs> everything you just said, seriously, I agree with that 100%, but everything Tim just said is probably what'll happen. <laughs> no joke. We'll pay double. And you know what? They'll retroactively charge us like 20% just for buying Skyrim Vanilla Edition. Just because. Just because. Oh. Uh, Meryl. Meryl. Uh, what is this shit? Speaking of Konami, uh, Silent Hill Downpour. Uh, there's a new patch out now. Konami has released a new patch for the PS3 version of the psychological horror sequel, Silent Hill Downpour. Down. Perfect. I haven't played it yet. Originally released in March 2012, Downpour shipped with a number of niggling issues. Mike, that's almost racist, so Oof. careful. Yeah, <laughs> careful, Mike. I don't know what your Britishisms are telling you, but listen, uh, Abraham Lincoln said it, and he said it well. All right? Let there be no more Michael Harridans and slavery, all of which now appear to be rectified. Rectified? Jesus, that's one sentence? Niggling and rectified? What's your problem? via the patch that that was hyphenated by the way um that was my interjection in the sentence the update available from the playstation network implements the following fixes among others improved frame rate fixed save game system 
fixed bugs in homeless side quest missions. Homeless? Several, yeah, that's what it's called. Several other performance enhancements slash bug fixes slash grow your penis by five inches. Just click on this link. Homeless. Uh, homeless. Silent Hill downpour sees convict Murphy Pendleton <laughs> stranded in the foggy streets of the cursed town after his prison transport crashes inside Silent Hill. <laughs> like previous games. Down features far greater exploration opportunities for players, introducing side quests for the first time within an expansive, pseudo-open world. I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> You're older than me, bro. Shut uh, up! Uh. It was just my birthday the other day, and I feel incredibly old, and I got very um, unmotivated, and I kind of wanted to kill myself. I know that sounds super depressing, <laughs> but I didn't actually want to kill myself. It's just a figure of speech here in real life. But uh, um, I turned I turned 24 years old. All right, I turned 24 years old. Oh, happy birthday! Happy 24. Thanks, guys. Um, that this was on November 4th. So uh, yeah, I turned 24, and I realized I am not content with the current state. <laughs> I'm thinking of something ridiculous to say, but I don't have it yet. So I'm not content with the current state of public nudity on the planet. I think. That if we were really one as a people, people would just... Imbr- okay, you know what? Andrew House has been confirmed as the new boss of Sony Entertainment Network. Uh, as confirmed- I thought you were going to say embrace and nudity altogether, and it would have been great. The Financial Times have confirmed that Sony Computer Entertainment boss Andrew House is replacing Tim Noons as president of Sony Entertainment Network. <laughs> All this work uh, I've been doing for nothing. Oh, Tim Schaff. Uh, Tim oh. Schaff. Tim Chafe. Tim Chaffing. Tim Chaff. Schaff. Schaff. Um, House was... Tim Schaff. <laughs> you just went too far, Chili. You just went too far. This podcast is not explicit. Uh, House will assume the role in 2013 and will juggle duties and titties previously handled by Shaf. In addition, okay, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna randomly include parts in these stories, and you guys are gonna. There's only two left. Uh, body parts. So, body parts. Uh, House will penis assume the role in 2013 and will juggle duties. Anyways, I'll just drop that. Juggle duties. Current tasks as CEO of SCE. Schaff will step down on November 31st, 2012 and remain an outside director of the unit. I realize that this is the worst podcast ever, listeners. Please stick with us. Uh, I hope you guys had some laughs, but as for information, you guys are shit out of luck. Uh, <laughs> As head of SNE, House will be keeping an eye on Sony's flagship online service, the PlayStation Network, and oversee platform holders' digital music and TV service initiatives. As you may recall, House took over the president and CEO of SE from Kazuo Hirai earlier this year. Hirai, of course, continued to climb the corporate ladder and took over the reins of the Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) Or Sony Computer, or Sony Corporation on April 1st, 2012. Or, or Sony Corporation. <laughs> As for Chef, he's stepping down in order to spend more time with his family. Basically, that means the ninjas at Sony killed him. Now, guys, are you ready for the high note? The high note of news. Something I'm actually extremely proud of speaking about. Yay! Uh, Woohoo! What was last episode called, Tim, Chili, or Mike? What did you call it? What did I call it? Um, Assassin's Creed 3. Wait, was that last episode? Okay, the episode before that, then. Oh. Uh... About Japan, Japan and the, the current state of the video game industry there. It was called Old Last Guardian, Where Art Thou? And the reason oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is because we're talking about uh, Studio Japan and how messed up things can be there. And we also cited Gran Turismo and we were saying, hey, yo, what happened with Gran Turismo 6? And then, and then Polyphony Digital came out and said, yo, Don Oliveira, shut the fuck up, bitch. 
<laughs> Yo, you can say whatever you want on your podcast and talk as much shit as you want, but guess what? Polyphony Digital has revealed that the Gran Turismo franchise has sold approximately 67.89 million units worldwide since its inception in 1997. Uh, the developer also provided a breakdown of figures per game, confirming that the highest selling title in the racing series, Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec, has sold 14.89 million copies. Next up is G... Well, I'll give you guys the numbers. Um, check this out, guys. I'm super happy about this. So, first, GTA 3, A-Spec, 14 million, 14.89 million units. Uh, almost 15 million units. That's insane. Now, uh, admittedly, some of those were also bundled with PS3. Uh, PS2, yeah. sorry. So, you know, whatever. But Gran Turismo 4, which was not bundled with the PS2, sold 11.6 million units. Also insane. Gran Turismo for the PlayStation, the original, 10.85 million units. Gran Turismo 2, 9.37 million. Here's what makes my penis happy. Gran Turismo 5 for the PS3, 9 million units. That takes my whole speech about Gran Turismo and just flushes it down the toilet. Because, listen, yeah, it took them like six years to get this game out. But six years, no matter what, 9 million units is, I guarantee you, that's profitable for them. So, congrats. Round of applause for Polyphony Digital, everyone. Yeah. Now, Grand Theft Auto, do that. (laughs) Rockstar says, okay. Uh, 25 million units in yeah. one year. Um, Grand Tur- GTA, GT5 Prologue sold 5.35 million. Uh, GT for the PSP sold 3.86 million. That's kind of freaking impressive. Uh, Grand yeah. Turismo Concept Series for the PS2 sold 1.56. And Grand Turismo 4 Prologue for the PSU, a game I never even knew existed, sold over a million copies. Um, so... That's amazing news. You guys uh, hopefully won't take six years to release Gran Turismo 6. But that's a whole story for another podcast that I don't feel uh, like talking about. Now, guys, that's it for news. Yay! That was long-ass news today, wasn't it? Jeez, how how did we get through that? I have no idea, but we got derailed at least 50 times. Now, you know what we got to do? What? Burst through all the reviews uh, that went up on the site. And there were a lot. Um... Well, actually, a few that we need to speak of. So first up, on PSN, we've got When Vikings Attack, uh, reviewed by Steven Williamson. He gave it an 8.5. I feel like I'm talking too much. I think I'm getting a headache. Uh, He said it was great value for the money and has solid multiplayer content and addictive gameplay. Uh, It's instant pick-up-and-play appeal and accessibility. Fights are fast-paced and fast-paced and fun excellent replay value with co-op and strong multiplayer modes and it's visually entertaining and creative with nice cel-shaded backdrops and tons of quirky projectiles to chuck however steven disliked the weapon variety which is visually unimpressive but they're largely just projectiles that have the same effect and the auto target mechanic takes away some of the challenge when vikings attack i saw this game at e3 it looked absolutely insane in the two minute slice that i saw it but what do you guys think um <laughs> I was just gonna say, it does look very good, actually. It does look good, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has Has anybody played it though? I had time with it. it. You're a gamer. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty good from what, what I played of it. The crossplay worked really well, which was good with the Vita. I feel like buying it just because it's what? crossplay. I want to support every single crossplay game. Oh I shit! Hear that, man. Crossplay, really? Yeah. Oh shit! You just got the PlayStation in Tim's balls tingling. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I think it's cross buy and cross play. Cross oh. buy and cross play. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Give it to me. 
Ah, uh, okay. Turn on my PlayStation right now. BRB. Ah, <laughs> uh, we've also got Need for Speed Most Wanted, reviewed by Adam Dolge. Another eight point five. He says the Need for Speed Most Wanted begs you to play it, to explore Fairhaven, to take your skills online, and to become the best racer in this open world setting. It's a perfect addition to the franchise and keeps you strictly focused on driving and competing. He likes the open world city. He liked the intense, fun gameplay. Always focused on driving without the fluff. Uh, and he disliked the mediocre police pursuits, the limited events for each car, and some confusion for online play. I am really looking forward to playing that game yet. I haven't because I've been terribly backed up, but um, I can't wait to talk about which game I have been playing because y'all be scratching your head. Um, <laughs> next review by Fraser Miller. He reviewed Street Fighter Cross Tekken, gave it an 8 on 10, saying that Street Fighter Cross Tekken for the PS Vita is an all-around fighter that takes the complete package of the PlayStation 3 and gives you more on the go. Uh, he liked vis- it's, He said that it's visually stunning, it has smooth and solid gameplay, and it has excellent music. He disliked the load times, feel longer than they should, and they can be overwhelming with a multitude of options available. Um, that's actually one of the things I said about the PS3 version of the game, is that there's actually too much going on. Too many systems, um, yeah. which work to the games. Um, and, you know, that's not. It's hard to say that that's a bad thing, but in a fighting game, simplicity is half of what makes it good. Like... Uh, anybody can make a super complicated fighting game with a million systems, but it's all about making a simple fighting game that's super deep, just like Smash Bros. or you know, just like Street Fighter Two or whatever. Um, so that's Street Fighter Vita. Kyle Prawl flipped his shit over a game that I can never remember the title of. It's called Zero Escape: Virtue's Last Reward. Um, I honestly have ha- never heard about this game until Kyle brought it up. He was in a staff meeting and he said that this game is the bee's knees. Mm. Um, he said that the mind-bending visual novel captivates with challenging puzzles and an intelligent story uh, unrivaled in its ambition. He liked the masterful narrative, unyielding puzzles, and memorable characters. He disliked a few visibility concerns and the social environmental design. Now, this is a digital graphic novel similar to uh, Metal Gear, right? So this is kind of like you're reading through a story? I'm not sure. He's, he, wait, with the way he talked about it in the review, it seems to be a lot more... Uh, uh, physically involved than that, but I'm not sure. Okay. He says also that Zero, is a, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. By the way, I just want to say, in case I haven't said this before, it's a terrible title. Uh, he says a sequel to 9999 Hours, uh, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, a game that released exclusively for Nintendo 3DS. Or, sorry, DS. Um, you guys have anything to say about this game at all? Yes, no. Or for. Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of it like you've done, to be honest, so I don't really have any. Me neither, but 9.5 on PSU.com. You know what else? Brilliant. Yeah, it must be awesome. You know what else is an insanely high review score? Mm. Another great game that you guys can look forward to, apparently, reviewed by Stephen Williamson, is Little Big Planet Karting. He gave this a 9 on 10 and said that Little Big Planet Universe enters the kart racing genre with some style. Great art style, impressive track design, competitive racing, and infinite replay value. He's infinite. Holy shit. Uh, he says that striking art design uh, that LBP fans will appreciate, as well as a stunning soundtrack. Uh, he said collecting stuff is as addictive as ever, and the races are ultra competitive and fun thanks to some excellent power-ups and level design. Uh, tons of customization thanks to great tool set and uh, great tutorials to help out. You're only limited by your imagination. Uh, he disliked the long loading times prior to each race, uh, and also that the races can feel a little slow compared to the karting. Great, such as Mario Kart. Now, you guys, thoughts? Little Big Planet Karting. Here's the thing. Little Big Planet Karting, if you check the Metacritic score right now, is currently at 74. Metacritic is not a good tool. I do not endorse you guys uh, to use it. But there's a conversation to be striked here because stricken, to be strucken, to be struck eye. 
here to be struck, to be struck, to be struck. Yep. Uh, because PlayStation Universe stroked. TS <laughs> <laughs> okay. gave it a 9 on 10. Uh, some other sites like IGN gave it a 5 on 10. Eurogamer gave it a 6 on 10. Destructoid gave it a 6-5. Um, you know, there are reviews on this game are really mixed. You know, we loved it. So did uh, Cheat Code Central, Machinima. Um, but why exactly? You know, PlayStation Lifestyle also gave it an 8 on 10. Um, why do you think this is happening for Little Bit Planet? Do you think that the PlayStation sites are biased or do you think that maybe... You know, some sites aren't giving this game a fair shake. I think it's just based on the reviewer. Everyone has their own taste. Even if you want to be unbiased, you will always have your own choice of what you'd like to play. And games like this just prove it. Definitely. Very well said. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right, uh, Julie. The thing is, however, like, that just goes to the point of how bad Metacritic is. <laughs> like, because mm. if you were browsing Metacritic and you're like, oh, okay, let's see what games I should buy. Oh, Little Bit Planet Carding got a 7 on 10. I guess I'll, I'll kind of stay away from that until the price drops. But then you go on PSU.com and it got a 9 on 10. And let's say you love the way Steven reviews games, then you'll probably uh, agree with him. Listen, this is a large, much larger conversation. Um, I played Little Bit Planet Carding at E3. Um, really good game. It was really fun. It didn't really feel like Mod Nation Racers, though. It has a few differences. But, I mean, I guess I'll let you guys read Steven's review to learn more uh, about that. I've, I've played it as well, and I agree. It felt a lot different to Mod Nations. It was, it felt like a mix of Mario Kart, at the original Mario Karts, not the weird new stuff with all the new, like, flying. And, anyway, Mod Nations and Mario Kart mixed together with a, a little bit of planet, sort of. That's exactly what it feels like, uh, and it has like the blue shell equivalent, you know, and that's what I kind of really don't like about it. Um, so that th- those are all the recent uh, reviews, but let me, uh, I still need to talk about Little Planet Carding because that game has been seeing no justice, regardless of if it's not that good. Sony put absolutely zero freaking marketing into that game. Nobody even knows about that game. Nobody knows about that game. I'd wager that more people knew what the hell Mod Nation Racers was before it was coming out than Little Big Planet Karting. Sony seriously has a problem with marketing their games. I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but like, there are some high-profile games that go totally unnoticed. Totally unnoticed. Like, whatever the hell game Kyle just reviewed, Zero Escape, Multitude, Am- Ambition, got a 9.5. Apparently it's awesome, but I never heard about it before, you know? That's not a game that Sony necessarily has to market, but Little Big Planet Karting, that's important. Like... Isn't PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale supposed to be, like, their big holiday uh, game? Like, I see no adverts for it anywhere. How about yeah, you? Yeah, same, same here. There's been nothing on nothing on Little Big Planet Carting or um, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I think Battle I've Royale. seen a few on All-Stars already. Oh, yeah. Compare that to how much shit you've seen for Black Ops or Halo 4. Or yeah. Assassin's Creed 3, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 3, I see it everywhere. It's haunting yeah. me. Exactly. You know, um, these are things things to consider is it because sony isn't doing so well year over year that they can't um put much into marketing well maybe who knows but still figure your shit out guys yeah okay. they need better marketing staff i think probably what i need to do is get kevin butler back and do some advertising <laughs> God, he's all over the place now yeah i'd like to see an advert with him in the uk at, at least once that in, would be pretty cool in the uk what do you mean we don't have Kevin, but we didn't have... When he was the PlayStation brand figure, we still did have him on our adverts in the UK. We had to watch the American adverts. That's right. You guys don't have Kevin Butler. You guys have... 
Peggy Williamson, the the, the, the witty. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, that joke just died. Um, <laughs> we need a topic of the week, you guys. I wanted it to be uh, Gran Turismo. You are awesome. dot com, but um, I, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything that's been bothering you guys lately? Uh, guys, horrible please. title. The only thing that's been bothering me is like Assassin's Creed 3 and the whole buggy thing, but then we've already talked about Assassin's Creed 3. All right, well, there's something that's actually pressing that's been bothering me. Tim, do you have anything? And no. All right, check this out, guys. That 9.5 that we gave was to a Vita game. That means that there are some great games on the Vita. Uh, The Vita isn't selling. Why is that? I think we've already pretty much said this already. Persona 4. It's the marketing. Yeah, the marketing. Persona 4, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Um, what are some other ones coming up? Assassin's Creed Liberation just come out. Uh, Black Ops Declassified. Yep. Whether or not it's going to be a good game, it'll sell just because it's called Call of Duty. Um, what are some other holiday Vita games? Also, remember, if you buy the PS3 version of All-Stars, you get the Vita version with it. There you go. There yeah. you go. But so people give the Vita a hard time saying it's not worth it and whatever and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it doesn't have good games yet. But the PS Vita is about to go into its first holiday season. It's about to hit its first Christmas, which is an important time for platforms. And let me just, let me just, you know, people say the Vita's got no games and it's not good. Let me just run down a list here of some, uh, some of the Vita's best games. We've got uh, Rayman Origins, a game that, yes, it's on PS3, but that's a great game to play on the go. Little Big Planet Vita, a game that's probably the you know, it's been called the best Little Big Planet yet, and it's exclusive to the Vita. Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack, that's a downloadable game that I personally love. The best version, IMO, of Mortal Kombat, because it has all the DLC plus more. Yep. Sound Shapes, yeah. Gravity Rush, an awesome Luminous game, Blast Blue, Blast Blue Continuum Shift, Super Stardust Delta, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, Uncharted Golden Abyss, Ultimate Marvelous Capcom 3, and then depending on your tastes, you know, you've got this guy at 3, you've got uh, FIFA Soccer, uh, Wipeout 2048, Ninja Gaiden Sigma... Plants vs. Zombies, whatever. There's awesome downloadable games like Puddle and stuff. Now we're, we have um, Persona 4 Golden coming. We've got PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. We've got... Uh, what's I just had the game on the tip of my tongue. Zero Escape Review. <laughs> Infinity's Edge, whatever. Kyle just reviewed. Um, so we've clearly... We've got Assassin's Creed Liberations that just came out. There are a lot of games on this thing. Like I'd say like about you know more than 10 games i don't even own 10 vita games i don't that's that's my problem but however there are a bunch coming out like i've already had i already have persona 4 coming in the mail um the the uber edition or whatever the hell it's called oh i'm jealous solid gold premium edition yeah the solid gold really you you pre-ordered that yeah i did lucky bastard there are only ten thousand of those tim and we've got two of the ten thousand god we can't i hope it gets announced for uk soon Oh, that didn't get announced. Oh, cool. UK? We get something. <laughs> you guys saw what? What? <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> it happens Australia, a lot, actually, more than you think it does. Sorry? The Americans get a lot more stuff than the UK does. It just doesn't get announced as much. Yeah, like yeah. consoles. Yeah, that, that, that is true. You guys do get a lot of the stuff, but we, um, a lot of stuff we don't. Yeah. Like what? Calories. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can tell you what, I'm pretty sure that we didn't get that awesome Uncharted 3 bundle that you got over with, a Nathan Drake figurine and everything. What? Same with that God of War um, figure you got in America. Yeah. Kratos. But you got those sweet Connor ones with Assassin's Creed. You got all those cool Assassin's Creed ones. And also you... Yeah, yeah, he's sitting on my bedside table. (laughs) That's got a really badass... um... 
you got a really badass Deus Ex Collector's Edition that nobody else got. It was exclusive to Europe and uh, it came with like a figurine by Play Arts. Sorry, some extra DLC. Um, a bunch of stuff and it was really beautiful and it was exclusive to Europe. Uh, luckily, I have a buddy that works at Idols and he got, got me that. But um, yeah, Europe gets some stuff. We just get different things. Um, like we got Korea. Yeah. Europe gets <laughs> popping cocks. They get. I don't. Never mind. I was gonna say something bad. What were you gonna say, dude? Nope. All right. Too soon. Fine. Fine. Too soon. Right, uh, anyway, uh, we're going back to the Vita. You've also got um, Ratchet and Clank coming out soon, and then Sly Cooper Four next year, isn't it? Early next year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thieves in time. Though. Exactly. So, well, you know, if somebody walks up to you and it's like, okay, like, be honest, uh, Chili, would you call yourself, you know, would you would you say you're biased to the PlayStation brand? I am not biased at all. Okay, <laughs> that didn't sound very assuring. But um, so let's say your friend comes up to you and says, "Hey, I want to get into the portable gaming." Uh, you know, like, I, what do I buy? A 3DS or I buy a Vita? What would you say? Well, I, I, well, I'd probably say the Vita, really, to be honest. Why? I, I prefer the games on it. I have a 3DS and I have two games. I have a Vita and I have about 15. You know, with Jeez. all the PSN titles and that. You know, so. Yeah, I would say the Vita because of the range of titles you can get from the cheap, good games to the retail titles. You've got, plus with the cross-buy, the cross-platform, and stuff like remote play in the future possible. You know, you can play God of War 1. Yeah. You can play the God of War collection on your Vita using remote play anywhere in the world. You know, I love my Vita. I, I've, I've, this dead horse has been beat with a fucking nuclear bomb but like i love yeah that's right beat with a nuclear bomb Not, it didn't go <laughs> off someone just, like heritage just grabbed the warhead and smashed a dead horse with it but um what a champion <laughs> what a champion Hell yeah i love my vita honestly um i don't use it as much as i i'd like to because you know like the best time i found like the best time ever I uh, was bringing my Vita on the plane because the plane ride just kind of slipped away. Uh, I was playing, well, yeah, I guess I, I was playing Silent Hill Origins. Um, that's kind of a little spoiler. But um, so I started playing Silent Hill Origins again, Mike. Oh, brilliant. This time on my Vita, and it looks great. It really does. Uh, awesome, check this out. Yeah, little tip uh, for anybody with a Vita. You'll notice that if you're playing a PS1 game or a PSP game, you can hold no i think just a psp game sorry you can hold the screen you can hold the center of the screen with a finger for like two three seconds let go and it'll bring up uh, a menu uh and you can disable or enable uh bilinear filtering um, you can't do it with the ps1 i'm sure you can yeah that's awesome and what that does is it kind of gets rid of a lot of the jaggies and aliasing from those old games jaggies. Uh, yeah jaggies so here's a tip if you're playing a sprite-based game, turn that shit off because you want every pixel to pop the way it's supposed to. Sprite-based games, like let's say Final Fantasy IV, um, anybody else got a sprite-based game? Stop your head. Retro City Rampage, I guess. No, that's that's not a PSP game. Any PSP sprite-based games? Um, Tell me once, twice. Final Fantasy One. Sure, Final Fantasy One, another Final Fantasy game. If you're playing a sprite-based <laughs> game, 
turn turn that stuff off. But if you're playing a 3D game like Metal Gear Solid One or Silent Hill or anything like that, any 3D PSP game, which is pretty much all of them, turn that stuff on because you'll notice a difference. I guarantee you, you'll notice a really cool difference. And that's just one of the really cool things that Vita does. I obviously I, we work for PlayStation Universe. We sound like we suck Sony's dick every day, but we really don't. Just simply with that sentence, I prove to you that we literally do not um, suck Sony penis. <laughs> also. Remember, the plus members will be getting Vita content sometime this month. I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait for that. Uh, so with PlayStation Plus coming and Persona coming and all these cross-play, cross-buy games, I think that it's just a travesty that the Vita hasn't sold. And I, I will use the word travesty that the Vita hasn't sold uh, more. It's like, what is it at? Like, it hit a million units in Japan after how many weeks? 46 or something crazy? 42 or something 42. like that, yeah. That's just embarrassing, you know? Like, what is it about the Vita that, that turns people off? Is it necessarily that it turns people off? Or is it that people just don't know that the machine exists? Because then it just boils down to a, the problem with marketing by Sony. But at the end of the day, people who own their Vitas, I know a bunch of people that own a Vita, uh, you know, that are really tied into the industry, very hardcore users. They all really love it. They all think that it's an incredible device. I just don't understand. It's just super sad for me. The, the problem with, with that is that, yeah, it could be an amazing device. And you, then you could say, like, well, what do you care that it's not selling? Well, the point that it's not selling is that it just won't get supported as well as it would if it, if it did sell. And that, at the end of the day, affects me because I love gaming on this thing. And I don't want to have to, you know, have spent 250 bones on this. And then in two years, it won't be supported anymore. I don't know. Whatever. I really enjoy my Vita. There are a ton of great games coming to it. I play on my PS3, so the cross-buy, cross-save, cross-play stuff really appeals to me. Uh, Retro City Rampage was awesome, kind of. Uh, I'll talk about that more next episode. But um, I don't know, man. It's just it's just sad for me that the Vita isn't selling more, especially with such a great lineup of games coming. You'd think that um, people would be, you know, jump. Well, maybe this holiday season. We'll see. Maybe this holiday season will be uh, Vita Swan Song. Mm. Well, I think the problem in, Jap- in, in Japan, at least, is that the PSP is still doing so well, and they're just laughing. There's always always obscure games coming out there they would never see the light of day over here but the japanese are just lapping them up yeah um but you know, to be that, fair that's... the ps2 still doing well in japan as well so yeah it's, it's still yeah vita is i mean vita has been really really struggling over there i mean they never really seem to release sales figures for europe and america for ps vita but from what i've read it isn't it isn't doing great but i agree with you don i mean i love my vita i've been going it a lot more lately more than the DS, it's shifted in favour now. I, I, I do enjoy it more than the 3DS, and it's got so it has got some great games on it. I'm loving Assassin's Creed, uh, Free Liberation, and Mortal Kombat, and everything, and Silent Hill: Book of Memories. You know, all these things are great. And I don't know, it's just I mean, this has been talked to death. This kind of thing, it's just the mar- I think it's a combination of bad of bad marketing. I mean, over here, there's nothing on Vita hardly at all. They just mention it briefly when they're talking about like Assassin's Creed 3 they say oh and you can buy this on Vita or whatever and it's also just the, the state of the market you know with smartphones and everything that that people I mean people have said that loads of times before but it's true that right. doesn't help that really doesn't help but it is a shame like you said it is a, it is a fantastic piece of technology it really really is and I really really hope that it picks up Tim what do you think on the matter man Shit, don't even get me started. I mean, because this we've already talked about this stuff, you know, at length. Like Mike said, like it's already been, yeah. you know. But yeah. like, I have I have theories and I have worries. Um, what I really think, like with all of my being, 
all of it that is that people were able to bitch their way into a discount with a 3ds right Right. They literally bitched their ass off for a thousand years to get the discount for it, and Sony is sticking to this, so nobody wants to deal with it. Mm. Right? You know, and you have that on the same, and, and you have that, you know, and and then I worry about the fact that, um, you know, Sony isn't really like pushing hard on the Vita, right? You know, they don't have as many dedicated developers for it like they do for the PS3. You know, they they go to Santa Monica and say. Or they don't even have to go to them. Like Santa Monica comes to them and says, "We're going to make another game." And they're like, "Oh, tits, do it!" You know, yeah. like they go to a Superbot and say, "Make this for us," and like, "Yes," and then they advertise it and they promote it out the ass, right? But yeah. for the v- like for the Vita, everything is like added on. Everything's like this. I what I worry above all worries is like you like you were mentioning earlier, Mark. Uh, you're not Mark. You're Don. <laughs> yeah, I am not Mark. <laughs> Mark me well, Don. Um, that I. Uh, I worry that in two years' time, we're going to look back on the Vita and go, that padded the time between the rumors and when the PS4 released. Okay. So but once that ha- I worry that once the PS4 happens, the Vita is going to be trash. Okay, but what happens if before the PS4 happens, uh, I guess it's too late for them to reveal it this holiday season, but... It would have been totally cool if Sony came out and showed that new PlayStation 3 and bundled it with the Vita. Yes. That would be good. That would be awesome. Awesome. Because it has so much cross-connectivity that people just don't know about. And I'm sure if people did know about it, it would raise interest even by, like, what, 20 to 50%? I don't know. But, like, if people just knew what this thing could do, then... Then it'd be selling a lot more. Like uh, there's an uh, there's there's a post on our forums talking about like citing some like I'm in the Vita discussion thread right now and I'm looking. There's like an article citing how uh, Vita Vita sales are lagging in Europe and it's less than half of the 3DS. So it's not only a thing in Japan. I mean, kind of worldwide, people are picking up the 3DS over the Vita. And I'm not, I'm not sure if that's just uh, ba- because of like the, the monumental. Uh, momentum that the ds had that it just leads into the next generation and people are like oh 3ds it must be good uh even though even though i can literally count on one hand the amount of 3ds games that i am interested in uh and i do love some nintendo franchises don't get me wrong it's just that i don't think that the 3ds has has found itself yet i think it will but if you guys remember the first almost like i guess the first like what eight like six to six months a year of the 3ds was kind of rough you know like they had that price drop uh that had to happen but before that it wasn't selling at all and everybody was like oh yeah the vita's yeah. like that too but it'll it'll find its way and that kind of never happened um problem with the price drop is the fact that people then complained that it had a price drop so they had to give away free games because they um they yeah. complained that the price was too high yeah and then when the price went down they complained that they paid too much for it exactly so you know they can't do anything to please everyone it, what, why don't they just do the same thing that Nintendo did? Like, drop the price of the Vita, put it, like, oh, I don't know, 179 179 oh, even then, I, I'm sure they'd be taking a big hit on it, because it's already at a good price, in my opinion. But So mm-hmm. drop it to 200 bucks. Drop the Vita to 200 bucks, and... Mm, add a 4-gig uh, memory card. Add a 4-gig memory, yeah. That, well, you know what? I'm pretty sure that's how... Um, I'm pretty sure that's how Sony's making their money back. Because the Vita is an incredible piece of hardware that retailed for the same price as the 3DS originally retailed for, 249 US. I don't know how much in, how many squids, but um, how many was, squids, guys? I think I paid 235 squids for the Vita. 
So then, like, how long did it take you to fish those squids? <laughs> um, it, it took a while. It took a while. Uh, so, exactly. I mean, we, we, we paid premium for the Vita. I, I, it'll, you know, I, I just, especially now with that Assassin's Creed bundle, I'm not in, particularly into the white uh, type of Vitas. But, like, it's just so many issues kind of uh, webbed together. Like, what if Sony had released Assassin's Creed Liberation, or Ubisoft and Sony had released Assassin's Creed Liberation a month before Assassin's Creed 3? Yeah, sure, it would have had, like, a little bit more a little bit more bugs, a little bit more issues than have already been mentioned. But, like, um, Tim, did you find this to be a particularly buggy game? Which one? Uh, Liberation, AC3 Liberation. Uh, only in particular scenarios, no. Outside of that, no. Let's say if they had cut a month off of that or, or put, like, a month more crunch time on the game and released Assassin's Creed 3 Liberations a month before Assassin's Creed 3. So you have a month of time where, where people who i'm sure assassin's creed 3 is going to sell phenomenally by the way so you have a month where people are like holy shit assassin's creed 3 like a spinoff is already out and I, well i guess it would have pushed vita sales because i don't know how much this assassin's creed 3 liberation bundle is actually pushing sales right now i'd be curious to find out soon uh when those numbers may be getting released but um it's just so many things all together that is just holding the vita back and it's super unfortunate i just I just, you know what I love? I love getting on my Vita and every Tuesday, just like I do on my PS3, checking what's new on the PlayStation Store. Oh, this is discounted, downloading that. And that's only going to be, that's only going to, you know, happen tenfold when PlayStation Plus comes out on the device. I can't wait for also, that. Also note the fact that Assassin's Creed Liberation has connectivity with Assassin's Creed 3 on the PS3. There you go. So you can unlock bonus content on the console version by using the Vita. Tim, do you know what that content is? Yeah, uh, you can play, uh, there's a level in the game, uh, where uh, you know, since it's going to spoil the whole thing, might as well say it. But uh, use the level. Spoil it. Well, I, I you'll be able to. Okay, fine. You'll be able to play as a character that everybody will know eventually if they own the console game. And then you can also use some of his or her attire and play as him or her in like the, list, the mission where you meet him or her. Right. Sweet. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Bye, guys. Uh, no, I think, I think it's sad uh, what's been happening with the Vita, and you know, um, do you guys honestly think that it can turn around? Is it too late? I hope it turns around. I really um, do. I think the next, um, the next kind of like six to twelve months of kind of like determining the fate. I reckon it would be. It's not going to be a slow burner. It'd be like either either it does it or it doesn't. Simple as that. You know, Sony's still uh, Sony's still strong in saying that it it'll sell over time. They say that it you know it out the gate. Yes, it it did slow. I don't think they ever acknowledged that and said that it, it's a slow seller. But they said that uh, it will be profitable and it will um, meet its mark over time. Kind of like the PlayStation Three did. You know, the PlayStation Three had a rough yeah. start, but now it's on par. Um, yeah, it's it's a different game with handhelds, I think these days because the way the way smartphones and tablets and everything are accelerating i think it's going to really put a big strain on um both 3ds and ps vita but um i don't really think that it's gonna i I still reckon that it's gonna i think the key thing here is um with ps4 if it obviously obviously if they 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 have that relationship between the ps4 and the vita like they do with ps3 then that will be that's obviously going to be key to its um to a longer life, and I think that um, it's def- they're definitely not going to abandon it when PS4 comes out. At least I hope not. It just wouldn't make any sense at all. Okay. 
I get it. I understand. Um, but I don't know, man. I, like, okay, there, there's uh, there's an, there's another thread in our forums. Um, Super Graz started by Super Ga- Super Gaz. Sorry, Chili, are you uh, aware of this member? Yeah, I know it. Okay, Super Graz started Super Gaz. Jesus <laughs> started a uh, thread saying the best Vita bundle? Uh, question mark. Uh, and he posted one of the newer, newly uh, revealed ones is the Call of Duty one. Comes with Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified, uh, PlayStation Vita Wi-Fi, um, a download voucher for the game Black Ops Declassified. Plus, it comes with FIFA 13, Need for Speed Most Wanted. No, this can't be it. This can't be. Holy shit, that's an insane bundle. It comes with Vita, uh, FIFA 13, Need for Speed Most Wanted, The Amazing Spider-Man Movie, a 4GB memory card, and a Black Ops wow. Declassified carry pouch. Uh, that's this, this is retailing nice. for 229 euros. Uh, or pounds, I can't tell. It's an E. <laughs> That's a euro, then. Yeah, I know, but the other yeah. one looks exactly the same. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, this is being sold by game.co.uk. Uh, uh, so UK, then, pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's a sweet bundle. It is a sweet bundle, but that's a retailer thing. That's a game thing. That's not a Sony thing, you know? Like. No, yeah. But, but it's just... A lot of the times it happens that I, 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 you know, Future Shop is having a new deal, you know, get 50% off, uh, or Best Buy is having, like, get $50 off, you know, buying the Assassin's Creed uh, 3 Liberation uh, bundle. But, like, that's retailer-specific. That, yeah, Sony might be doing that behind the scenes with retailers having specific partnerships, but just have an official, like, PlayStation 3 or an official Vita bundle where you pack in, like, Gravity Rush, um, Gravity Rush, Uncharted Golden Abyss, 4-gig memory card. Damn, that's too much. So how about just Uncharted Golden Abyss, that's a strong enough name, 4-gig memory card, uh, $200. Drop the price, bad bad bundle. I think that'd work. I don't know. Maybe not. That'd be, sick. that'd be sick, but, you know, like, would that turn things around? Is it too late for things to turn around? Like, it's already been enough time that the Vita has been going so slow and the 3DS has taken off that I fear that, seriously, if a miracle doesn't happen at in, in this holiday season then it's done for the Vita. It's too late. I, it's like, yeah, it'll be a slow burn and it'll, it'll sell units, but Sony doesn't want it to just coast and sell less units than the PSP. They released this as a su- successor to the PSP. They want this to soar high above the PSP. You know, like, they probably want this to take down the 3DS. I, I It's just, it's not happening. It's just not going to happen if, if things stay the same. And there are some great games coming to it. There are some great games already on it, but nobody knows about those games. How many people have honestly played Gravity Rush? And I think that's one of the coolest fucking games this year. You know, oh, it's an amazing back. game. You know, in in one of the conversations I was having uh, with a friend, we were talking about best games of 2012. He was like, uh, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed 3 got brought up, Mass Effect 3 got brought up, and my two Borderlands games. Borderlands 2. Yeah, my exactly. My two games were Gravity <laughs> Rush and Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2 is a sequel. I knew exactly what to expect. I got it and I loved it. On the other hand, what I loved about Gravity Rush, it was completely new and refreshing. And I enjoyed almost every second of that game. Yeah, sure, it dragged towards the end, but yep. um, I never really played something like that. And it was just the aesthetic, the art style, the story was ridiculously Japanese, the characters, uh, just and everything. The semi-open about- world style as well, because it's yeah. quite big. Collectibles, the fighting system, the fighting mechanics were, you know... A bit shoddy sometimes, but overall fun. And I had a lot of fun with that game. It's completely new. Nobody knows about it. That's sad. Um, nobody talks about Gravity Rush anymore. It came and went. But it, um, 
fact remains that that's probably my game of the year this year and that's that sounds ridiculous it sounds like i'm the biggest playstation fanboy of all time but you know what i'm not like if you know me in real life or if, or if you know me uh, as a friend like you know uh tim and mike and even probably chili now know that i play pc games a lot uh, i like pc games and i i can't stand the platform i hate the pc platform because of what happened to me when i bought guild wars i bought guild wars 2 and this doesn't work for me. It's just not compatible, even though... Oh, my. Uh, yeah, so that's why I don't play Guild Wars 2, but I, I paid full price for it. You know, I, I'm stoked for Dota. Um, I play PC games. I play DS games. I play uh, Vita games just as much as I play my PS3. But um, I just really love my Vita, and I, I hope to see it do do better. I hope the new PlayStation Mobile software sort of help with the sales as well, because it's like... You buy the PS Vita version, you get the yeah. Android stuff as well. Yeah. You know, and you download it on Android on yeah, your smartphone. These are such cool things that if Nintendo was doing, people would be raving their shit. Like, oh, if you buy this on a smartphone, you get it on 3DS. And like the cross play and cross save shit is so extreme and ex- it's so exactly what I want. It can't only be what I want. Like, how can I be the only person that's like, cross-play is the best idea ever, and cross-save is the best idea ever, and cross-buy, you know, like, I don't know. Imagine Skyrim, where you could play Skyrim on the PS3, save it, then go on your PS Vita, load the save up, without even copying it over, you just have it on the cloud save, carry yeah. on with your journey, come back home, and you load the PS3 up, and bam. Keep waiting, carry it on. Wait, Skyrim barely works on the PS3. Yeah, Skyrim barely works on the PS3. But <laughs> I'm just I, giving I, an idea of yeah, an open that's, world. That's an awesome example. Like, uh, forget about Skyrim. Imagine something like GTA Borderlands. 5. Or oh, Borderlands. Oh, my God. Yeah, Borderlands, dude. That sounds realistic. That's ludicrous. That's ludicrous because Randy ludicrous Pitchford... Speed. Ludic- Randy Pitchford says, said he wanted it to happen. And if that happened, oh, shit. Or yeah. something like Diablo, if like a PC franchise came over. <sighs> Diablo. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. El Diablo. El Diablo. Or even if they did um, a simple thing like um, Gran Turismo B-Spec. So, have you say you can do the B-Spec on your Vita? So, yeah. you don't even have to own it. So, like a cross-play version of that. But Yeah, but know. we need... Chili, here's the thing. We need people to buy the freaking Vita. What's yeah. a good idea? Yeah. Get Call of Duty on that shit. Launch it day and date with uh, Black Ops 2. I'm not sure that's a good idea, but get Call of Duty on it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um... Here's the bad part is it's all these amazing ideas that aren't just that aren't being realized to their full potential because somehow there was no other team that could have made Call of Duty Black Ops declassified other than nihilistic. I don't know about that. Come on guys, like how late was this deal put into place that you gave a studio like 7 months to make it, you know? Like I don't know. But remember you get a free game with um, the declassified because you get a free uh, another Call of Duty game with it. I can't remember what the title was, but it was a PSP game you get free with Declassified. Hmm. Oh. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, but but still, that. like, but, but it's... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I Triarch, right? The guys at Triarch, they have at least, like, 200 people work on it, right? Or right. one of them does. Right. Anyway, couldn't they send five people to do it? Or at least, you know, put them, like, hire them into Nihilistic. Like, Sony... Yeah. Hoof the bill to get them to go work directly with Nihilistic. I agree. I agree. Make sure it's that, not simply go. Oh yeah, that's what we would do. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. You know, I had a. Re- oh, never mind. I can't talk about that. But damn yes. it, I was about to have something awesome to add to that. But um, yeah, whatever. I I would say that maybe Mark <laughs> Lamia, maybe you know, head at Treyarch, may or may not have any idea what's going on at uh nihilistic maybe yeah you get 
copy of Call of Duty Roads to Victory when you buy it in America. Oh, Rose, man, we got that. Roads to Victory. Yeah, you get that guys free. cool Metal Gear Solid 4. More like Roads to Fail. Uh, <laughs> that's free when you buy um, Declassified in America. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, I like how Tim, Tim and I are both from here. Both own a Vita. Had no idea that was even a thing. <laughs> Just had absolutely no idea. That game hasn't even been advertised. That game has not yet been advertised. This is the only way. This is the only way Black Ops 2 Declassified will sell is people, fucking bro shooters running into Best Buy. Man, let's go to Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, fucking Call of Duty came out with your bra and just, bro, 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 what the hell is that? What fucking, what the fuck is that? Is that a PlayStation in my hand? What the fucking? Yo, they made Call of Duty. This shit's sick. And then they'll buy it. They'll bring it home. They'll return it. And then EB Games will have a ball. No, they'd be uh, like, oh my god, you get two Call of Duties for one? Fucking, that, uh, uh, <laughs> was my fucking That's streak. twice the bro fist. Yeah, twice. Like the zombies, oh! Okay, that's a terrible thing to say because um, it's terrible to generalize Call of Duty fans like as such. Yeah. It's fun for us to do. I actually, like, I really enjoy the Call of Duty games. Uh, I take them for what they're worth. I don't play them for a year like some people do. I generally play the Call of Duty games, uh, specifically the Infinity Ward ones. But you know what? I, all I got to say is Black Ops 2 looks pretty good um, from really? what I've seen you like in trailers. The- in trailers. Sorry, Tim. You like mm. the Infinity Ward games? I do like the Infinity Ward games. I'd have to say the opposite. Am I'm, I weird I'm, for that? I, tra- I, th- I thought that liking the Treyarch games was the weird thing. No, I, I don't know. I don't care. I love the Treyarch games. <laughs> I mean, World at War yeah. can suck my ass, but Black Ops is all right. What? World at War yeah, sucks. I love World at War. Oh, yeah, man, dude, that third level with the with the sniper guy. Oh my god! Come on. Hell yeah! Enemy yeah, the man. gates, man. Um, <laughs> come on. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I I don't think that in any way World at War topped Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. I think that it went Call of Duty Modern Warfare and then downhill to World at War and then uphill to. Um, Modern Warfare 2, and then I guess Black Ops, depending on how you see it, was either an upgrade or a downgrade. I think it was on par with Modern Warfare 2, and then Modern Warfare 3, and then Black Ops 2. Who knows how that'll turn out? <laughs> Wink. <laughs> but um, I think I think I think I think I think Treyarch found them found out like <clears throat> now that uh, shit hit the fan with Infinity Ward, they finished that game. Modern Warfare 3 came out. Um, the spotlight's really on Treyarch to make Call of Duty bad. I just need to stop talking. I think that Black Ops 2 Declassified, specifically, um, what it needs, what it really needed was probably some a period of exclusivity it, over Black Ops 2, just like Assassin's Creed 3. I think that that's the only reason people would uh, pick it up. I don't think that bro shooter guy Frank that I was just imitating... <laughs> <laughs> or or Hi, whatever. Frank. Yeah, I, <laughs> raw, bro, bro. I think that um, <laughs> the only way that guy would have picked up Black Ops Classified <laughs> would have been if it came out earlier on the Vita. And oh shit, Black Ops Two on the Vita two weeks earlier, or even a week. Come on, guys, you couldn't pull off a week. Is that so stifled? Is that so like? I mean, is that so weird? Like, is 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 a week? Does that really mess? Because look, I had the same problem with Assassin's Creed. Three liberations that I did as that I do as uh, Black Ops Declassified, but both games from massive publishers like Ubisoft and Activision are coming out date and date, day and date. There's a reason for that. 
I mean, there's a reason for that that I'm not aware of. Maybe, maybe you know, uh, marketing marketing specialists say that it'll sell more. I don't know, but that sounds crazy to me. It just sounds. See, cra- I can't believe it'll sell more. If I was Sony, I would have. I'd pay Activision a bit of money and have Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified bundled together in a cross-buy promotion. That way, they can say, "Oh my God, look, look, look! The Vita sold 2.24 million. Yeah, 2.4 million copies of Declassified." You know? Well, at yeah. the same be... time, though, it wouldn't get any sales for the Vita directly. Yeah. No. But and, they you know, could put it in simply... the marketing, though. <sighs> I guess. But, you know, like, people would buy that bundle if it's the same price and then sell the Vita game. True. That's a terrible thing to say. Um, but I think Tim's right. L- like, <clears throat> what about... Okay, what does it take from Sony? So forget about third parties. Forget about Ubisoft. Forget about Activision. Um... What does it take from Sony? How does Sony say this is how we push the Vita? They tried with Uncharted, and it worked out to some extent. I'm pretty sure Uncharted is the best-selling game on the Vita. Probably. Probably. Yeah, most. Come on. I mean, probably. Most probably. Come on. Come on. Come on. But what does it take? What else can Sony do that says buy a fucking Vita? Is it God of War? Is it Gran Turismo? Marketing, yes. marketing, marketing. Have like crossplay. Have like shown Sly Cooper crossplay. Show yeah. all the features in like five second Chili, segments. I'm sorry to break your heart, but for like five years now, Sony has had that problem wow. with the PS3 already. Like the PS3 does so many awesome things. That's where the ad campaign and only does everything came from. But uh, it was so hard for them to get get it across that it's a Blu-ray player and it plays your music and it plays Netflix and it plays all the best games and it play, has a PlayStation Network and you can download games and you have a friends list and you can do video chatting. And, you, you know, you, like it was hard for them to get that all across. And I, I don't even think so, maybe people get it now, but the Vita can do a lot of that stuff and more. It could do party chat and stuff like that. Then do it like some other companies do where they only focus, like make, say, five different adverts, one for each different feature. Well, how about they gimmick the ass off of it? Like they did with the PS3. You know, you have you have I hear somebody like Kevin Butler come in and be all like, Oh, I'm funny and shit, but I'm advertising this simultaneously. Yo, what if Marcus PSP came back as an Android? Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember him. Marcus PSP? You gotta you gotta YouTube that right after uh, we're done the show. Marcus, remember that they they're Kevin Butler for the PSP? Do you guys really not remember that? It was a little it was a little uh, yeah. black black boy? Yeah. Marcus PSP. I think they should bring just bring back the old Sega style adverts just to piss Microsoft over and, and Nintendo off. <laughs> you know, so, See, um, Sega does what Nintendo. Yeah. See, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that it's in Sony's best interest to target the 3DS audience. No. I think that somehow Sony has to budge into the smartphone uh, market. I think. I think Sony needs to stop frank from going to best buy and buying a tablet and get him to buy a vita instead i know they're not the same things but they can do a lot of the same things i don't think that frank knows that the vita can do facebook twitter skype foursquare i don't think he knows that i think sony needs to do a better job of letting people know that no look seriously honestly i don't use my vita for foursquare and twitter or or facebook i use my cell phone However, if I didn't have my cell phone or if my cell phone was charging, I am way down with using my Vita for that stuff because it actually does it really well. Especially, oh, yeah. the, uh, I, have, I have heard a lot of people saying that they like the Facebook app. I'm not a big fan. I think the Twitter on the Vita is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, but It's also not... good that you can take pictures and then put them on Twitter straight away. True. Yeah. True. I hate the camera, by the way, on the Vita. 
I yeah, can't... it's it's pretty balls. I meant the screenshot function of games. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what I use? You know what I use the most on my Vita? The app that well, not game related. The app that I use the most. It's not Netflix. Take a guess. YouTube. No, uh, good one. Um, hang on. I know. I think of it, that area. Oh, damn, I can't think of the name of it now. Skype. Skype. I use yeah? Skype on my Vita all the time. If you haven't, try it out. It works flawlessly. It works so well. It works so much better Ooh. than it does on my Android. I'm not even joking. The reason I use Skype on my Vita is because it works when I want to do a video chat with someone or something like that. It works so much better than it does through my phone. I don't know if it's because the Vita is quad core or whatever, but um, whether it's video chat or audio chat, it sounds fantastic through my Vita and it just works. And when I ask someone, can you hear me properly? They're like, yeah, pristine. Like they hear me amazingly. So Skype on the Vita is fantastic. It's it's like using your Vita as a phone when you're at a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's it's really great. So I've if got you the have, 3G Vita, so. <laughs> yeah, Mike, if you can or anybody. Oh, you got the 3G Vita? Yeah. Do, uh, yeah are, there, are there plans in the UK for that? Uh, no, I already bought it because we got when they launched you got a free copy of Wipeout if you got the 3G model. But but you have to pay per month for your 3G, correct? No, it's per it's basically it's top-ups. So you Oh, is that how it works then? Cuz I've yeah. only got the Wi-Fi version. No, it's always worked since the launch, just they seem to never really tell anyone how it actually works. Basically, but, you pay a fiver for the month and you get a certain amount of meg. Okay. But there's no oh, contract. Yeah. Okay, okay, there's no contract. That's good. So that's kind of how it works with AT&T, right? Is it right, Tim? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a little bit more than that. Uh, you actually – you have to sign up like month per month. Really? You, you can or you can buy like a plan that uh, – that, uh, pres- not prescribed, but it, uh, that refreshes itself every month. So I don't have a, I don't have a 3G Vita. I just have a Wi-Fi because I don't even think I'd use the 3G to be honest. Uh, ben, have you used uh, – Chili, have you used the 3G at all? A bit for Little Big Planet and Near. Really? Yeah, I can see myself using it for near, but then I'd probably wonder why the fuck I'm using such a useless program. <laughs> Listen, that's one of the. Oh, you know what? I should write an editorial about that. Near is bullshit. Near is an amazing idea, just in the most confusing, just just so horribly presented. It took me about a month to understand what near did, and I was using it like all the time. Tim, do you even know what near does? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's well, so convoluted, dude. It's so like, oh, you sink here. First of all, it takes like two minutes to sink. Like, no joke. Like, it takes a while to sink. And then and then only after it's completely finished, it's like, you have traveled 5,000 kilometers. Why do I want to know that? I don't know. But what it should really be telling you is it should be saying, hey, by the way, we're taking your PSN ID and putting it in this place. Say you live in Washington and you travel to New Jersey and you use near there. You're sinking your near there, meaning that people in New Jersey will be able to launch near and find you and add you as a friend, which has happened to me since I brought my Vita around the world with me. Uh, people have added me from a bunch of random places. That's what they need to say. Near shouldn't be so confusing. It should let you know right away, hey, use this, sync here to let people add you from other places or you can check out people from other places. Also, you'll get uh, downloadable game goods when you do this. But the whole the whole interface of Near, I really can't stand. Like, I might be alone. I might, you guys might not agree with me. But um, I think that Near is horribly presented. I think it's a good idea. But Nintendo does it way better with their Street Pass kind of stuff. I know that's different, but it's kind of still the same concept of uh, bringing your handheld with you on the go and interacting with other handhelds um, just because it's so much more simple. I find that near 
you launch the program, all it says is press that button. You press that button, and then you really have no idea what's happening. Um, I think that if Sony kind of revamped Nier and re- redesigned it, I think it could be really cool. I still use it because it has cool features. It's just a terrible program. If you agree with me, that's awesome. Send an email to podcast at PSU.com. Let me know what you think. And if you don't, that's also awesome. And I'd like to know why you think Nier is good. Send an email to podcast at PSU.com. Or any other reason, send an email to podcast at PSU.com. We're talking, about, we're talking about the Vita. <clears throat> uh, Mike, mm, other than games, are there any uh, like applications that you use on your Vita? Um, yeah, I actually use... Um... I actually use the camera and the video thing quite a lot, actually. Because you don't have a because you don't have a smartphone, right? Well, no, I've got a smartphone now, oh. but I, I for some reason I don't know why. I just because I got it before I got a smartphone, I just kind of like a more used to using the Vita, and I just I don't know, I just like using it to be honest. Probably because I've been on holiday for a couple of times, and obviously I've got my Vita with me, so I've just been used to taking pictures. Um, I use um, YouTube quite a lot, actually. Cool. Especially when I'm. Um, Outside uh, working out and stuff, I just bring the Vita with me, and obviously I can use the Wi-Fi from because uh, it's just outside underneath the um, uh, canopy and stuff. So I just um, go on YouTube, listen to some music or whatever. If I just need to check out like a, a workout video on how to do an exercise, I just go on the YouTube thing. <laughs> I thought you really made YouTube. those tutorials, all of them. <laughs> no. no, that's no, awesome. No. That's, that's yeah. really fucking cool, Mike. Seriously. Yeah. That's exactly what Sony wants you to use it for. It's like a, Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, it's like, really, really good. That's cool. YouTube YouTube on the Vita is actually also uh, really Really good. Really, really good. But dude, yeah, have you yeah. seen have you seen YouTube on the PS3? Yeah. I haven't actually used it on the PS3, no. It's, it's not too bad. Oh, it's, dude, awesome. Chili, it's awesome. It is awesome. I really enjoy the the YouTube on the PS3. You thought you probably thought I was gonna go the other way with that and say it sucked. But yeah. I, I <laughs> really enjoy the YouTube on PS3. It's um do you remember that old-ass YouTube? Like, you would just have to go to YouTube and it would launch that YouTube XL and things would look terrible and you'd search for something and find nothing. Uh, yeah. Now it actually works really well. Similar, it kind of looks like the new PlayStation Store. Dude, okay, you guys, from what I hear, people are down on the new PlayStation Store. I don't understand that because I'm all for the new PlayStation Store and I think it works better. Yes? It's- remember I called it. Sorry? Remember I called it during the last podcast we with when we started yeah, talking about how... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what do you mean i said he, i didn't think it would do well you came down on it remember <laughs> yeah you 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 came down i came down on it i'm confused no, no i went down did. It. no ben yeah. did ben said he okay. didn't think it looked that good okay okay yeah. right, right 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 and then and then and then i said that i liked it yeah yeah, yeah okay right, right right but um <laughs> tim hasn't been on tim what do you think uh, it, it, it's a little bit it's it's taken a little bit because i'm very used to the way the former layout but um as I get more acclimated, it's a lot more uh, visually astounding. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It, and it's it's all like breaking pattern. You know, I'm pretty sure people are butt sore for that reason. Um, but you know, like, you know, YouTube made changes. People were pissed for like two weeks. But you know, like, people get used to it. It becomes familiar and it becomes lovable again. Uh, so it only takes time, I think. It, it looks good. I like the way it looks. I do like the way it looks. I know it, it still seems a little bit like. In excess, and like the things that are like I guess quote important are the only things that you see for a while, and you kind of have to dig deeper. You have to go deeper into this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to find everything, which is again a different mindset instead of everything being mapped out. The only thing I really like is the new search function. I really do like that. Yeah, you talked that up last time, Mark. Uh, God, I called you. Fuck. <laughs> God, I, God, I, God, I, I just can't. I can't. God. 
Um, I just called you Mark again. I hate myself. Um, yeah, I, I you know, it's it's not that's at the end of the day, that's not what'll sell a Vita. The YouTube app, the Facebook app, the Twitter app won't sell a Vita. What'll sell the Vita at the end of the day is Tim. Pandas. Yeah, the, yeah, pandas, pandas, <laughs> pandas, or the games. And the point <laughs> is, the, the point that I was making is that the Vita has the games now. I mean, would you guys disagree? Do you think that the Vita doesn't have enough games? Look, I f- I forgot to mention Silent Hill: Book of Memories, which is a game that, ha- since Mike's review, has me le- legitimately excited to play it. I understand that I'm in the minority, maybe whatever, but like, uh, nobody will ever talk about Silent Hill: Book of Memories ever again. And the point is. Is that it was a cool uh, experiment on Konami's part? Hey, what if we take Silent? Hill? Oh, Silent Hill's been stagnant for the last couple of years. Oh, nothing's really happened. Well, hey, what if we turn it and flip it on its head and turn it into a dungeon crawler? That's a good idea. It, was the execution good? I don't know. Mike knows. He said it was good uh, or decent, or whatever. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, down with well. that. Exactly, I'm down with that. Yeah. Whatever. Take Mega Man. Where's Mega Man nowadays? Completely dead. Make it into a first-person shooter for all I care. Whatever. If it works, it works. That's what happened with Metroid. Mega uh, Man. Mega Man. Uh, it's the I games. want Mega Man in the RPG. That would be awesome. Legends? No, an actual... Well, yeah, I guess. But an actual RPG but makes it more like Final Fantasy. At least then it might sell. So like Legends, but good. Yeah, yeah pretty much. All right. Um, it is all about the games, though, Don. And I think there are... It's definitely got a good lineup of games, but there are some key things missing. You know, I think they need to get some Gran Turismo's, God of Wars, Grand Theft Auto, things like that. I think that's going to be... Dude, is that enough? Did that work for the PS3? Well, eventually it did. Well, when the PS3 first came, you know, like before even before it was launched, they said that it was coming, it was going to be getting a uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 and mm. a uh, God of War 3. That was right off the bat before the anything came out. You know, people obviously waited for those things to show up before they bought it, but, you know. Yeah, well, the price put so many people off the PS3. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, still. Okay. You know, like, you knew that the games were coming, and then everything yeah. else leading up to that point was kind of like icing on the cake. Where here, it's kind of one of those things where we go, oh, where is it, where is it? Oh, there's one. Uh, there's one. Yeah. You know, we don't have, like, the blockbuster thing that comes out and says, buy the shit out of me. Yeah, I guess. I think Call of Duty uh, declassified. I mean, nothing's more... Uh, let's face it, Call of Duty is one of the most popular series out there, and I think... On brand name, but regardless of how good the game is, it's a brand that sells just on its name alone. And I think, you know, that's going to really show how well those kind of games are going to do on beat. I mean, if Call of, what I'm trying to say is if Call of Duty doesn't sell well, then I can't see anything else selling well, you know? Right, right. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong there, but it's just, you know, it's Call of Duty, isn't it? You know? I, I think you're right, Mike, honestly. I think that if, yeah. if this holiday season, if uh, people don't get... Well, I don't want to say tricked into buying Call of Duty because that's kind of mean. I don't know what it's going to be like uh, the Vita version, but it, it just it, it's. I'm very skeptical on it. I would love to be proven wrong. Um, but if people buy Call of Duty, if if Call of Duty, if 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 there's a news story written by PSU.com and it's Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified hits one million uh, units sold in uh, units sold in like two weeks, then I have I have faith. Then I have yeah. faith in the Vita. If not. I'm sorry. If Call of Duty doesn't sell, then you guys pack up your shit. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like saying this because you know you could obviously play it on the PS3 or the Xbox, whatever. But if if they would have released uh, Declassified as like 
I don't know, at least with the multiplayer, is like a barebone experience. Not a barebone experience, because it'd have to be the same thing. But an experience that worked with the, the console version. I think that would be a selling point. What do you mean? Like so, simply so that people could play against each other through both. I don't know how they would, if they could make mm. it work or how or whatever. But the simple fact that that even happened would be, a, I, at, in, because of the context, would be a selling point. It wouldn't probably wouldn't work for other titles, but you know, put your foot in the door, do something. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you yeah, can't play it at home, you can grab your Vita and take it with you to like a friend's house and play the ass off of somebody while you run around the room or something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. All right. Are you on a bus? <laughs> are we Are we done with um, doubting the Vita? I think yeah. so. Yeah, we should probably get on to what we've been playing now. <laughs> this is running long. Let's get on to what we've been yeah. playing. Yeah, let's wrap uh, it up. Chili, I uh, choose you. Yay! Chili, chili. <laughs> okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three. Oh shit. Much. Been playing that all week, really, to be honest. Got that Monday. It's a pretty good game. But I do get a bit pissed off at how stupid people are online, but I'll leave that for something else. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, just like stuff like Wolfpack, where you got to work as a team to stealth kill to get more points. Right. But a lot of people just run and, you know, run and stab everywhere, and you'll lose, like, on wave seven. out Secret seven out of 25, because everyone would just be running around stabbing everyone. <laughs> and not actually using any stealth at all. Mm. It's like Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, pretty much. I guess. It gets frustrating. Um, That's it, a bit of Tojin Manel, but not well, much. Tell us what you think, because, I mean, Tim reviewed it. What do you, what do you think about uh, Assassin's Creed I've only Creed played 3? the first... Oh, Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, I, I, I haven't had as many bugs as a lot of people have, but... Sorry, Tim didn't review it. Adam reviewed it. Tim reviewed Liberation. Yes, yeah. I did. I haven't had as many bugs as been reported, but I had a few. Like, I was going to stab someone, and I somehow fell through the floor and then teleported into the sky. Don't know how, but <laughs> that's what happens when you walk slowly, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> through the floor. Don't walk um, slowly, people. Um, the trees do look really bad in the frontier. I'm not saying the, the game is beautiful, but the trees do indeed sometimes look like something from Minecraft. They're like oh, square God. blocks. That's hilarious. Because oh, the, it's, it looks like there's two. They've sort of just done two D um, background images and stuck them together for the trees. Oh, but it only seems to look that bad when it's snowing. When it's sunny, it seems okay. But yeah, interesting. never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's some of the trees in the frontier. I should take a picture of it sometime. But yeah, all I, right. I, not all of them, but just a few of them. It, Puts it off. Yeah, all beautiful everywhere. All these little animals, snow, and then this tree that looks like, yeah, Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft trees. Minecraft trees in Assassin's Creed. Back of the box quote. Um, <laughs> Anything else, Jilly? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I've been playing a lot more. I should really play some more of single player because it's a brilliant. It's a good. It's a bit slow paced, but it's a good story, and the start yes, has a good twist. But I'm not saying anything else. Cool, man. Yeah. I, can't wait to, I can't wait to start that game. Um, nothing on Vita? Uh, nothing right now, no. Pretty much nothing. Well, I've got a little bit of Planet Vita. Yeah. But, uh, nothing till PlayStation All-Stars for me, really. Oh, I can't wait for that game. I'm legitimately excited. I've been part of the process since the alpha build, so I've been awesome. loving it. 
Awesome. I mean, it's been the same six characters the whole way through. Um, but I find Radic has been balanced. I find Kratos has been balanced. Um, Radic's still a little bit powerful, but um, still just Sly, a lot of fun. Sly Cooper doesn't instantly break your game like it used to. What do you mean? Uh, I'm not sure if I should be telling you this, but originally his level 3 ability would freeze other compu- other PS3s oh in the God. match. Yeah. Or Hold it on. wouldn't I'm just, at all. I'm just sending an email to uh, Superbot. <laughs> and we're good. All right. So Ben Shillabier Hall, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, that's cool, though. I mean, it's good to see that they've, they've come so far with the game. It's definitely fun to play, especially the last public beta was fun. Uh, I'm excited for the game to come out. Tim, what you been playing, dog? Uh, mostly between uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation and Need for Speed Most Wanted on the Vita. Okay, do tell. Uh, which, both? Yes. Uh, platinuming. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my... No, wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this a soccer game? What? 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 Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> okay, go on, Tim. <laughs> Most wanted. Um, well, yeah, I, we talked in length about Liberation, so I'll take some time to play a talk, uh, play about whatever. I'll talk about uh, uh, Most Wanted. Uh, it plays really well. Uh, it's really fun. Obviously, it's a really like straightforward racer. I can deal with all the cars that I find in the game with the D-pad. I can deal with all their races with the D-pad. Everything's very like minimalistic and easy to access. It's really, really well organized. Huh. But the cops are god damn annoying. They teleport all over the hell. Literally, they teleport, and they somehow. I, I, yeah, the the developers gave EA gave the cops psychic powers oh my god <laughs> and also the ability to teleport there'd be points where i would be you know they, everyone shows up on the mini map and i'd be like racing down the street and i'm almost out of their range and out of nowhere this cop shows up on the <laughs> intersection that i'm passing and then i'm right back in the fray again and then anyone there'd be times wanna, what sorry. anyone uh, else want to play this game as the cops now <laughs> sounds like a good game <laughs> yeah right you can do whatever the hell you want <laughs> instant win um I heard, I heard that, uh, I heard that Need for Speed was like really true to the. I mean, an awesome port. Like, like you said, it plays really well. Um, but like, would you? Why did you buy the Vita version and not the PS3 version? It's more of like a personal standard. There are certain games that I can't play on a console and take it seriously. And and if there's not that level of involvement, I just can't do it. Uh, so I tend to get racers for like portables things, but except Gran Turismo because I can get into that without even trying. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, Need for Speed is just kind of one of those things. I play it for a little while and I go, oh god, why am I still here? But and, and it's not even because the game's bad. It's just because it's kind of the same thing over and over. But with the Vita, you know, I'm not. I don't really move anywhere, but I'm not limited to looking at my TV. You know, right. and. You know, and it's kind of like with Retro City Rampage. I would never play it on my PS3, but I'm really, I'm kind of motivated to get it on my Vita, simply because I can take it wherever the hell I want. I think you should wait for my review and also buy it. <laughs> in that order, or whatever I want. Um, <laughs> probably in that order. The thing about that game is that it's it's a good game. 
<laughs> it's a good game, and it definitely. It, I don't know the thing about that game. Is it's good, but don't do it. I didn't want to get into it. There's some things I'm gonna have to say. I still didn't write the review yet. There's still some things I'm gonna have to say, but um, it's good. It's worth it. Just do it because it's how much? Ten dollars? Uh, probably yeah. Ten. Just do it. Is it? Do it. Is it? It's. You said it was cross buy, right? Yeah. You buy it on one, you get it on both. Cross save, which is the best part about it. I. More than any other game ever um, that has supported this cross-save thing, this game is you press pause, you go to in your main menu. As soon as you press pause, you're going to see cross-save. You select it, and there's two options there. Load from cloud or save to cloud. And it's that simple, and it works amazingly. So I'm on my PSP in the same freaking room. I'm sorry, I'm on my Vita in the same room, and I can just hit save to cloud. And then on my PS3, I just switch over, grab, my, grab the PS3 controller, load from cloud, and I'm continuing that game that instantly. And it takes not even like a fraction of a second to load because it's all 8 bits and stuff. It works so well. Dude, it works so well. And it's the exact same game on both versions. Well, I don't oh, mean to thanks. show you up, but... Uh... On uh, like foosball, and this is highly sig- insignificant compared to what you have. But on foosball, you know, I would be playing on the Vita, and then I would stop. I would, and then I would look at. Uh, I would turn it on my PS3, and it would literally load everything for me. Okay. I don't know if that's how it is in Retro City, but that's my review. <laughs> foosball is good shit. <laughs> um, foosball is cool-ish, I guess. I just can't believe it. It got its own game. <laughs> is, is it foosball 2012 yep yeah it is that's awesome i hope it comes out every year that'd be cool no it wouldn't uh, well no dude, the guys next year though the guys put a lot of love into it and there's a lot of work and it kind of shows does it yeah man yeah it's pretty good all right man man and it's and it's cheap enough to, uh, to justify it being somewhat of a you know like a one a linear game you know it's as far as gameplay and stuff tim you've been playing anything else as well uh eh, nothing of significance it hasn't been talked about so no uh okay uh how about you mike uh four games for me many oh my god um, i've been going through skyrim yeah i know welcome to 2011 right that's okay i still haven't done it yeah all right okay. i'll kill my <laughs> cool <laughs> i killed my first dragon a few days ago which is cool it's, doesn't it feel yeah. great it does yes it's i mean i as i told you tim after last week's podcast i loved oblivion I mean, what's more to say about Skyrim? It's a fantastic game. I mean, it's very obviously it's very overwhelming at first, and I have already I I, I don't haven't spent that long on it yet. But so I'm really just getting started. But I love it so far. I'm getting used to the whole the upgrade system and crafting and stuff. So I'm just kind of at the moment just trying to find my feet and explore and try and decide what I want my character to grow into in terms of like skills and everything. Um, Apart from that, I've been on Tekken Tag 2. I still play that regularly, you know, just to get to my mates and stuff. Um, I've been on the, also, like I said, I've been on the PS Vita a bit lately. I've been going through, um, I just started Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, which I love. Um, I, I only started that in my lunch break today, so I didn't get very far, but I, it is brilliant. It's, it's just like, it's great to be able to play as a new character. It felt different, but it felt, you know, as mechanically it's Assassin's Creed. It's, it's so solid, as I'm sure I'm. Um, you know, Tim would agree. It's really, it's the gameplay is great and everything. Um, but it's really great. It's really refreshing to play as a female assassin. You know, and put that little spin on it, which is really nice. And I, I do love the locations as well. I really, I really do like the architecture. But I mean, it's not quite as extravagant as like Florence or Rome or whatever. But I just, I do dig the um, setting that it's in. Wait until um, you get the Bayou, dude. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I remember just reading wait, your dude. review. Yeah, I can't wait to get to that. Um, 
apart from that, I've been also been going through Silent Hill Book of Memories. It's uh, like I was saying, um, Don. It is it is a pretty good game. It has its flaws, but it, it's it's. I actually agree with what Jim Sterling said actually in his review. But it's you find myself going back to it constantly. It is addictive. It is an addictive game. It's one of those. It really is tailored for. Um, those small play sessions, you could just like do a couple of rooms and just um, you know turn it off for a bit, come back to it again. It's really, really just do it in bits. It's really, really good like that. Huh. And the online, the online is um, um, pretty good. Oh it's, yeah, you know, it's smooth yeah. as hell. Maybe it, that's it what is. the Vita needs. Games like that. Yeah, it's 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 flawless. I didn't have any trouble at all. I mean, I had trouble finding a game sometimes, but that's because you know it was early days, I guess. But um, it, the the uh, actually playing online is, is smooth as hell like Tim said it's great and it is good fun teaming up it's it definitely comes alive when you're playing with other people being able to you know kind of like tactically you know team up on enemies and stuff and have solve puzzles and split up into explore that removes some of the backtracking and everything which is good um, it's definitely um, you know it is tailored for multiplayer though like, like they they were promoting it as um, apart from that um, all the emotes are hilarious the what? Sorry. I love running around with people because they spam all those like oh, funny yeah. statement commands. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, that reminds me of ad libbing in Resident Evil Outbreak with all these crazy commands. Yeah. Do you guys? <laughs> do, are, do you guys have any hard times finding people to play with? Um, I, like he said, he's had his issues, but I've only gone into yeah. it a couple times. Every time I've gone in, I get a full party in like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Yeah, and it's I, and it's not like high time. It's like at three o'clock in the morning. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. No, it was only a couple of times because I think that was the first time I tried it. It was like the game was only just out and stuff because obviously I got got it early to review. But after that, there hasn't really been any trouble at all. But yeah, I'm still enjoying that, and um, that's about it with me, man. Just going through those games. I want to do a bit of Mortal Kombat again on the Vita sometime soon as well. Oh man, me too. I'd love to play that with you. There, there are, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are insane, there are insane trophies for playing that online, like win a hundred matches or some something like that. So seriously, Ugh. if you ever want to play uh, Mortal Kombat, um, hit me up, man. I'm really yeah, down. Yeah. I was playing it the other day, dude. That's the best game to take on the shitter with you. When I go take a shit, <laughs> oh. <laughs> when I go take a shit and I and I, I bring my Vita and I I play the Challenge Tower. Oh man, my, my shit passes so fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun game to review. I'm really glad I got to do it. Cool, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm oh. not glad that you got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mike. That's it, man. That's all you've been playing. Yeah, yeah. All right. games, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Better than my games. Mike, do you How know about, what I? Yeah. Sorry, Tim. How about you? Do you want to know what I've been playing? I would love to know what you've been Tim, playing. Tim, Tim, would you really love to know? Super duper a lot. Yes. Tim, yeah, can, can I us the entire podcast? Can I tell you? It's about to blow your mind. Tim, ready. I've been playing the latest full PS3 game released for PlayStation Plus. Crisis 2? Nope. That's over there again. Yeah, that's over in Dragonland. How about in America, Timothy? Oh, what the hell is it called? It was gold. Oh, you really? You haven't played it before? I know, I've played it before. I'm just playing it again. Are you done with it? I'm not, but why don't you tell Mike what it is? Mike. Guess what we got for free? Uh, 
Uh, give me a clue. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you a really, really, really difficult clue. Resident Evil 5 Gold Edition. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mike yep. Harridans, I have been playing Resident Evil 5 Gold Edition. Now, let me explain you a few things. Yes, Derailed fans know I hate this game. Yes, they know I love Resident Evil and still hate this game. But here's the thing. Is Gold that Edition is- was released for f- Platinum. Not on me, not from... That's on Tim's part. But um, I don't know that I'll be able to, to stomach it. Like Tim was saying, um, it got released on PlayStation Plus, and I had a friend over, and we were drinking, and yada, 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 and we are like, I was like, yo, dude, we are playing this, um, and he had never played it, and he, and he knew I had played it, and he asked uh-huh. me what I thought about it, and I said I hated it, and <laughs> he's like, why do you want to play it? Well, look, because the Gold Edition has two things I've never played. It has Lost in... Nightmares. I lost yeah. Nightmares, which I've never played, and I've always been interested in playing, and what's the other one? Uh, Desperate Escape. Desperate Escape. Now, what's yeah. Desperate Escape exactly? Desperate Escape is um, um, an add-on mode where you play as Jill and Josh, which is set just before the end of the game. It's when they're trying to get to um, West, uh, rescue Chris from um, Chris. Wesker, basically. Josh. Yeah. yeah, Josh, yeah, the black dude. Oh, my God, he has a name. Anyway, <laughs> so um, playing through Resident Evil 5 again was really good for me, I think. I, right now, I'm at the end. Uh, spoilers, I just uh, ripped the shit off Jill's tits. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Playing Resident Evil 5 for me was really good. Because I haven't played Resident Evil 5 since it came out in, what, 2009? Yeah. So I haven't played Resident Evil 5 since I finished it in 2009. So, And I've talked a lot of trash about the game. And playing it again really brings to light the things I disliked and actually accept about the game. Um... The only thing that I take away from Resident Evil 5 and enjoy is the constant sense of upgrading your weapons and stuff. That I'm always a whore for. I think it's done terribly, though. But we don't have to get into that. Um, because I'm only limited to... I've been upgrading my pistol that you start with the whole game. And I literally yeah. have to wait to upgrade another uh, rank further every single time I finish a mission. Even though I have the cash to upgrade it, I can't upgrade the capacity because... I don't know. Okay, whatever. We don't have to talk about that. But... um. The story is ridiculous. The char- I'm not doing this again. I'll talk about what I like about Resident Evil 5. That, that's new. Uh, what I like about <laughs> Resident Evil 5? Not much, because I wanted to play Lost in Nightmares with my friend, but it's not unlocked from the get-go. I actually had to play through the game, which is why I'm playing through it, and I only unlocked it in, like, Chapter 3. Um, so that sucked. And then when I was in Chapter 3, I was like, I'm not, I guess I'm not going to finish. Like, I'm not going to stop now. We'll keep playing through it. Um, it's bullshit that you don't unlock... Lost in Nightmares, uh, you don't have it unlocked at all times. Why, why is that? Is there any reason, Mike, that you have to play through the first three chapters to unlock it? Um, yeah, I think it's because the because um, uh, it's based on the um, flashback, flashback that Chris gave. Yeah, and the uh, flashback happens in a cutscene at the end of um, or beginning of chapter three or something like that. Anyway, in the mar- it's just before the Marshlands. Okay. So and obviously that's um, uh, Lost in Nightmares is about when Chris and Jill go to the um, Spencer mansion. So I guess it ties in with that. So they go back to the mansion, right? Yeah. Um, well, not, not, to the, not to the mansion, because that's been blown to hell, but they go to a mansion where Spencer is holed up. It's in Europe somewhere. Did any games ever cover or mention Spencer before? Yeah, he's been mentioned, but, but um, literally just mentioned. You've never Resident Evil 5 was the first and only time we've ever seen him. He's only been mentioned before as one of the founders of Umbrella. He was that old dude, right, that Wesker killed? 
Yeah, yeah, the old guy in the chair, yeah. Spoilers. Um, okay, and his mansion, have we ever been to it in a Resident Evil game? No, but it's very, it's similar, it's designed very um, to um, look like the um, original mansion from Resident Evil 1, so certain rooms are designed the same, the hall is very similar, the right. dining room is quite quite similar as well. Okay, right, right. Um, I'm excited to play that, I guess I'll, I'll just finish the game first. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't have my save file, so I had to start from scratch. I didn't really mind. Uh, but there are some things about Resident Evil 5 that I cannot believe that game got away with. Specifically, every single boss fight. There is not one boss fight in Resident Evil 5 that I enjoyed. I'm sorry, they're all just... They are unique, kind of. They all have you doing some crazy stuff. It's never really about shooting something. It's always you either have to do a pattern or you have to run away first and then do something. But mm. I never particularly enjoyed any boss fight. And I think that game is at its best when you're just taking on hordes of uh, zombies coming towards you. But then it, it's essentially a shooter. Because then the game gets bad in that you start taking cover everywhere and then having to... The worst cover system of all time, by the way, because you're literally stuck to a corner. Uh, so you're stuck to a corner, then you have to pop out. Anyways, I'm talking about Resident Evil 5. That's very outdated. And I think it's... Do you think that I'll benefit from having played Resident Evil 5 once I actually finally decide to play Resident Evil 6 when it's retails for $10 in the bargain bin or something? Like, uh, so, what am I yeah. actually getting from Resident Evil 5? Uh, well, yeah, that's I think question. it will... I think it will benefit you in the sense it's very similar. Uh, both games are very similar in terms of um, well, Chris's scenario. Certainly, is like Resident Evil Five on steroids. Only by giving you a cover system that you can go into any time rather than being context sensitive. Right. Um, but it's. Um, I mean, Leon's is uh, Leon and Jake's scenarios are qu- are kind of different in a way. There, there's a lot of stuff in there that necessarily Resident Evil Five didn't do, but it's. It's still the same familiar, like, the controls are exactly the same, you know, the the, the over-the-shoulder viewpoint, and um, obviously you've got actual zombies in Resident Evil 6 as well, and the enemies, I think, are a lot better as well, and the bosses are certainly, the bosses, if you didn't like Resident Evil 5's bosses, and I can can see what you mean by that, they weren't that great, I think you're in, I think Resident Evil 6 is uh, uh, definitely better, there's a couple of nods to the old games in terms of bosses in that, which is good. But it's yeah. But like I said, they they are very similar. To be honest, I mean, it's the you get definitely get more the controls in Resident Evil Six are definitely better. I I'll say so. that much. Yeah. I say that much. You've got much. You've got much more freedom of movement. Put it that yeah. way, because you can now strive and roll and stuff. Can't you yeah. walk sideways? Um, I think you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can also dive and stuff as well, and um. Uh, like and go go into a prone position and aim from there and stuff and get back up again and slide tackle and things like that. It's all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, look, I'm playing Resident Evil Five. Sometimes I I'm weird. Okay, sometimes I go back to these games and I, once I saw it show up on PS Plus, I'm just like, I have to do this. I have talked so much shit about this game. I have to give it a second <laughs> chance and I have to like reaffirm my opinions on it and and you know what i'm i've been right like it's just the same thing that i don't particularly enjoy the game i know it's a new direction for resident evil but i don't enjoy it that's the thing that's my big gripe is not only does it depart from what i love um but i just don't enjoy the new thing i feel like i we're really talking about the same shit now chili are you alive 
Um, right. Sorter alive. What's oh, up? that's that's good. Uh, I've also <laughs> been playing, um, finishing up Retro City Rampage at the last boss. Kind of stuck at the last boss. That's the story for another time. Other than that, I well, Silent Hill Origins. Just kind of lightly playing that. Not really getting through it. I doubt I'll finish it. Uh, I think that's, that's all I've been man. playing. Yeah, I, I know, really want to play. I really want to play you'll, that. You'll love it. You'll love it. It's yeah. just for me. It's just like uh, I don't know. I just. If I'm gonna be playing some, I missed my I missed my my time. Like if I'm gonna be playing something on my Vita, it'll be something else, you know, like a yeah, I don't know, a, something new, I guess. It just I don't have. There's no time for Silent Hill Origins right now. Uh, I think that's all I've been playing, guys. I think- they did glitch Silent Hill um, Book of Memories earlier on on the store. Um, people were getting free copies. Silent Hill Book of Memories on on yeah. the, the UK store. Wow. Yeah. People were getting free copies. Yeah, I got a Twitter message from someone that he's downloading it for free because um, Sony put the wrong price on and they put the demo or something like that. There's a full game instead. That's awesome. So it's been fixed now, but yeah, hmm. for a while, yeah. Sony wow. were giving it away. Okay, well, uh, sorry that we didn't get that news to you earlier, listeners, but uh, I guess that rounds off a rather lengthy podcast, right, guys? Are you guys, you guys have anything else you want to add? Uh no, I think I'm absolutely knackered, actually. I'm ready to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, you must be, man. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for joining. You you could follow us if you, you know, if you want to listen to what we're saying when a podcast isn't up, basically you can do that 24-7 by visiting our Twitter accounts. You can go to uh, Twitter and follow at PSU.com. That's P-S-U-D-O-T-C-O-M. You can follow Tim at boss snake b-o-s-s-s-n-a-k-e <laughs> you can follow me at don other d-o-n-o-t-h-e-r and then you've also got chili chili you gotta help me out here sorry bro chili underscore uk okay so it's just okay so c-h-i-l-l-e underscore uk uh we're all on twitter you, like as always you cannot follow mike in, on twitter you can only follow him in real life <laughs> uh, also search for us on facebook please uh like psu.com on facebook we have a bunch of sometimes we have a bunch of facebook giveaways a lot of that stuff is fun um i feel like i'm forgetting something please subscribe to us on itunes that's important the link will be in the article post uh head over to psu.com uh subscribe to us on itunes it's really important review us please uh just you think we could get better tell us how you think we could get worse <laughs> <laughs> that was how. Okay. 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 We, we might actually listen. Yeah, we might actually listen. Um, <laughs> the more you subscribe, the more podcasts you can get people. But uh, with that, I guess we're done with episode 32, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a wrap. All right, cool. Well, that's been episode 32 of PlayStation Derailed. And you know what? Another thing. I just want to add this. I intermittently changed the name from podcast to PlayStation Derailed. Uh, so either PlayStation Derailed or Podcast Derailed. And you know what? It just depends on how I feel that day. So suck it. Hot. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining me, and uh, see you guys next episode. See you. Yeah.